This is the Press Conference Podcast, Mixtape 14. I'm here with my host, Phil. I'm Dave. Uh, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Keen for another mixtape. Back to back. Yeah. The, the guest we've got on this week, if you uh, can't read the description, it's been on a bit of a promo tour. I think there's a little joke we're going to chuck in at the start. but He's done, um, um, for a man, he just has a lot on. He's always got stuff yeah. happening, and it's awesome. So, but we'll get to that soon. Yeah. Um, how was your weekend? Weekend was great. So I think we we don't normally do a lot of uh, shit talking at the start of these. Um, there are two things we want to talk about. Obviously, this weekend just passed. Uh, I came down for the Bloom Five Years of Past Tent show uh, with support from Starve Inertia and Saving Face, and I think that's one of the gigs of the year. All round, yeah. All round, just, I mean, the whole day, like, I had a great day. Like, I came down first thing on Saturday, left first thing on Sunday. It was a quick in and out, nice little quickie uh, to, on the weekend. But um, it just was like, I can't put into words how much fun I had. And, I mean, Bloom are just, like, the best. Saving face, like, we, we love those guys. And seeing them play their second show, you for their first time, was incredible. I fucking starve. We'll talk a bit about them and Asha and their show. All good. But first thing I need to know, first time seeing Saving Face, you know, we've had the boys on. We, we talk about them a lot. What did you think? They were incredible. Awesome, right? Yeah. It's kind of like they're, they're not, I'm going to say a young band. They're young in their, sta- their initial, like being Saving Face is young. Wait, are you calling them old? <laughs> no, but they're experienced. They're seasoned. <laughs> And they'll know exactly what I mean. They've, they've, they've done bands before. It's kind of, kind of, yeah. No, no, you mean. can see that and hear it. They were tight as, yeah. That. Just it was awesome. I I don't think there have been many times where I've seen a band, and I've just been in a little bit of awe. I mean, especially a band like Saving Face, and you know, we spoke to them a few episodes ago, and you know, I still talk to Ricky like all the time, and their first show was incredible. But their second show was different in a way. Like, it felt a lot bigger. And the room was pretty full for them. For the first band, um, it was impressive how many people came out. And for most of that set, I was just, like, in awe, just looking back, like, fuck, this is so good. Um, And I I think it was just surreal seeing so many people get around it. Yeah. um, I turned around at one stage, um, like, in between songs, and... Everyone was glued to the stage. Usually, like, for the opening band, there's, like, people talking in the corner or whatever, which is fine, like, do whatever, but, like, everyone... You didn't hear the chatter. When you hear chatter at Stay Gold, like, people in the corners at Merch and shit, at the bar talking and whatever. Uh, But, nah, people were fucking locked in, and it was awesome. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Great set. Yeah. Sounded great. Shout out to the boys. Great seeing them, too. Yeah. It was good to meet the rest of the band, too, so... Mm. um, just, yeah, really fun. Uh, Inertia, I mean, business as usual for them. I mean, I saw them last week with Dream One Dreamer and, and they, they slapped. I mean, they're just a very professional outfit and I think uh, their new songs are going to be quite big. So I'm keen for more of them. Um, mm-hmm. I know you're not a massive fan, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate their music yeah. musicianship. Uh, like super tight, just like, not really down my alley. Starve though, what the fuck was that? 
Dude, I've like I've listened to I listened to the two track a little bit. <coughs> didn't really delve into the EP. A bit deathy for me, I think. I don't know, but when he come back, come out and said this is a new one, and he just started the like, first track being a new song. Firstly, I was like, what the yeah. fuck? And then secondly, they're like, okay, so we saw Bloom playing the EP in full. We're going to fucking do that with ours. And I was thinking, what yep. the fuck? Like, I had no idea this was coming. Yep. Uh, and it just like the crowd, it fucking was awesome. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that in a long time. Like that was hectic. That's what end was like, but times ten. Ah, oh, fair enough. That's fair. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. They sounded so good though. Like, yeah, um, that two track is um, incredible, right? Um, and like yeah. I, I said, after Unify, for the people that have been listening that long. Um, they were nearly the band of the weekend for me. Like they fucking tore that big stage and you won. And we always talk about bands not necessarily translating to a bigger stage after playing mm-hmm. small rooms for so long. They can fucking do it. And they came back and I was like, fuck, that was one of the best sets I've seen all year, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we said, like we were talking after staff play, we're like, fuck, Bloom. Bloom had big shoes to fall. And, and to mention all the fucking features as well. So they had yeah. bloody the the bloke from Melancholia come out. Alex, is it Alex? I think it's Alex. Um, yeah. Fucking our mate Ricky, fuck a few other people that I just couldn't keep up. It just fucking kept happening, and I was like, "This is nuts!" People fucking jumping off the stage. Like I hadn't seen that for a, an earlier band at Stay Gold in a long time, mm-hmm. or maybe ever. To be honest, I don't know. It was pretty fucking good. I'm, I was stoked with that. Like that really threw, like blew me away. Yeah. It really set Bloom up as well. Like I oh. kind of guess they would well, have pumped up, and the crowd was just buzzing. Yeah, the crowd was buzzing, and then I think that was that was honestly one of the best sets I've seen Bloom play. I said it yep. last time after they played the Birkin that I think that was one of the best, and I know they recorded that, so hopefully we get that soon. Um, yep. But yeah, Bloom, fuck, I'm so glad I was there. Five years of past tense, like incredible set. I um, I got like goosebumps from the first like. 10 seconds of of the set. I just, as soon as the, like the drums hit at the start, I'm like, yeah, we're on here. There was an energy like, there that like, yeah, there was something about it for sure. The way they came out and they like set up and they fucking hang around for a bit. I think it just builds the anticipation even more because normally a band, the headlines will just come out, fucking plug in and play a track. The band came out, they were sitting there for maybe like a minute, just waiting for something to happen. Um, I love how they play, they opened with a few songs off in passing. I was wondering how they were going to structure the set. And it was like, mm-hmm. hey, here's our fucking in-passing tracks. Here is fucking Cure Me straight away. First ever song they released. And then they played past tense in full, which for me was like an experience, man. Like that was an emotional fucking journey. Like 13-minute EP, fucking, it's got the highs and lows, the heavy, the fucking soft. I was knackered by the end of it. And it's a 13-minute set. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, there were there were a couple of moments where I was like, I kind of was just watching the band stand next to you, and then next minute you're like on the other side. Well, I wasn't planning on having like a, a heavy night in the mosh or anything, but something yeah. just came over me, and especially when like Cure Me, firstly, I love that track, but then Phantom Pain being one of my favorite Bloom songs, uh, I hadn't seen like we saw that in Imperial Fest, and it kind of similar yeah. to what I said with Saving Face, it took me off, it took me it caught me off guard. Um, and I was a bit in awe, but this time I knew it was coming. I was mentally preparing for it all week. And like when it came, it delivered. Uh, and I don't think I've ever screamed like that at a gig in a long time. Um, 
and then they played fucking like a few bangers to close it off. Awesome, awesome set. New songs yeah. and then Cold, just fucking great set. Sink into the soil as well, which I thought they weren't going to play anymore. So I guess they kind of Did they play that putting a few. Yeah, I don't remember. I I, I think so, after Phantom Pain, I had a bit of a moment. I don't remember much like specific. Pretty sure it was the first one after Closure. Um, I might be wrong though. Um, I'm really bad with song names, but but yeah, yeah. and I know I, I was I was I've been thinking about it a lot lately, um, and I was talking um, someone about it, and I think it's funny. Like, I mean, I go to a lot of gigs in Melbourne, and I almost didn't come to this one to be completely honest like you know things are have been tight uh with just cost of living and everything and i'm going to perth in a week um but the more and more i thought about it i was like you know what i always say i wish i was in at these shows when these bands played like i'm thinking when mike m played like fucking their hometown back in the day to like 50 people i wish i was there you know we see footage of bands play we spoke about it with the boys from finding better health last week talking about you know like oslo you know, how passionately they spoke about seeing their favorite bands in these small rooms. We talked about the Hotelier doing that, stuff like that. And I was just like, like, this could be one of those shows. And I I guarantee, I mean, given where Bloom's going, you know, they're playing good things. They're probably going to get picked up on a big international support soon. Wouldn't surprise me if they head overseas. They'll start, they'll get big. And I don't think we'll ever see them in a room that big many more times, to be honest. That's um, true. And I'm so glad I did because I think that is going to be one of the most special shows. Of, of it's end of an era. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an end of an era. They're not going to play those songs again, right? Like that's well, not for a while anyway. But fuck, awesome. Um, yeah, the vinyl was sweet. The merch was sweet. Hanging out with friends. Fuck, I could best night. Great night. It's actually really big, pretty big shows for all four bands. I think. Oh, massive. Like, Saving Face must have gotten a heap of followers. And I know I've been on fucking Spotify listeners watch. Let's have a fucking look, shall we? Because um, I'm, I'm loving checking this out, like, every few days. Uh, where are they? Fuck, they've gone up 200 from, from Saturday. Yep. Fucking get around Saving Face. Get some listeners up here. <laughs> um, but, like, Starve, yeah, Massive. Awesome yeah, Bloom. Fucking sorry. I keep cutting you off, but fuck. I'm just... Yeah. You know how I get. <laughs> No, I th- I think it's the same. Like, as soon as this went on sale, I was like, I can't not be here. How did I see- they sell out? I even if it didn't sell out, like, where the fuck were these people at? You fucking cowards. <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw it at Parish Fest. A lot of people don't know past tense. That is true. I felt like the crowd was pretty good though for this. Yeah, the crowd was in into it. I don't Parish- I don't know when Bloom Parish became Fest. a crowd killing band though. That fucking one dude who just was like fucking literally trying to punch cunts in the head. I was like. Fucking grow up, cunt. This is sad, more yeah. hardcore, not fucking crowd killing shit. Anyways, it's like, yeah, get to the front, point at, point at Jono, and I'll fucking have a two step, have a bit of a fucking dance, but don't fucking. Yeah. It was like full on, like hardcore, like fucking hammers in the front, hitting audacious, man. Like fucking relax, yeah. bro. Yeah, maybe thought Hey Five Six was a filming him. Um. Anyways, we've got a long podcast coming up, so let's get to it. <laughs> Um, oh, it's mean trail. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The person we, uh, as we mentioned earlier, yeah, on a bit of a campaign trail um, for a lot of shit he's just got going on. Um, this was like an absolute pleasure to have this chat. I think we spoke to this person. I reckon he was probably the first or second person that knew we were going to do this um, yeah. as a podcast. I mean, like the whole concept of the podcast. I think we ran out, we reached out to Pikey pretty early on. Um, he's been super supportive since day one. Um, 
answer like questions from just yeah anything. Is this a good idea? Yeah. So, like just been a massive support to us. And, yeah. Um, and so we knew we wanted to have him on, and we knew we wanted to do it justice, and we feel we're finally. Um, I don't know. I think we sound better. You know, like we're just doing. Like, I think we're just getting better at this, right? And you know, perfect time to get him on. So uh, I know he's got a lot on as well with uh, well, this person. He runs a, a record label, Anti Vinyl Vinyl Club. Um, he's a part of that with with another person who hopefully we can get crawling on in the in the near future. Um, fuck, he's a shitbox rally driver. <laughs> um, uh, donating raising money for the Cancer Council, which we'll talk a bit about that. Uh, fucking, he's a connoisseur of the uh, uh, fucking fish fillet, double fish fillet. Uh, fucking real emo fan. I don't know, man. This this guy just has it all. Um, yeah, there's so many strings to his bow. It's like a me- me- the Metallica simp, the OG Metallica simp, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this was an absolute pleasure. So yeah, strap yourself in. This was this was a fun one. Uh, thanks very much in fucking introducing Pikey. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, mate. Thanks. It's been a, a while in the making. Yeah, we've we've kind of been ticking away at some some people, so it's it's finally good to get you on. And thanks for the playlist as well. I know they're hard to get uh, ton, ten songs in, oh. and um, it's a sick list. It was. Um, it took me a very long time to do, even decide what I wanted to do and how to approach it. Like it's such an open ended thing where you just say, "Hey, pick ten songs." Do I? Yeah, it's rough. Do I pick my favourite? Do I pick what I'm listening to at the moment? Do I pick all Australian? Do I pick you know, ABVC only? Or so I wrestled with it for ages. I even had like boardroom sessions in the shower with Megs, <laughs> which is the throne room <laughs> where I'd be like, "What should I do? What should I do? Five and five, or yeah, so five lots of two. Yeah, oh man, it was chaos. At one point, I had um five of my favourite, and then. Five ABVC, and then I was like, "This is just a mess." <laughs> Sorry, I've been working on my playlist. It's still not nearly done. <laughs> Eighty-four years. No, tired. I, um, I mean, I have mad respect for people that do it. Like, I think we 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 think, yeah, this is easy. But I mean, Dave did it pretty quickly. But I just I'm hopeless. I think yeah. I think I could do my like top ten of all time, but. I think it wouldn't be a surprise. There wouldn't be many surprises in there for people. Like I'd have yeah. Metallica, Tool, and a Perfect Circle. And like I, I could just think the people who were listening to it would go, oh, of course that's what he picked. Like yeah. Metallica is <laughs> a no-brainer. So, but yeah, I, yeah. Uh, the top 10, top 20 kind of thing, I always throw back to um, something this dude told me once when I was working with him. Um, we were doing the Triple J Hottest 100 of, all-time voting and oh, I nice. and I picked I can't remember what song it was it might have been what if by cog or something and he looked at me and went nah and I was like what do you mean 
He goes, in 10 years, do you reckon that would be on your all-time favourite list? And I was like, ah. I reckon it would be. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what I always think. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I put this one on the list, am I going to like it in 10 years? Because, you know, your music, yeah. your music taste change changes quite dramatically over the years. So, yeah, so I, I think you're probably, I mean, I mean, we'll get to the theme of the playlist later on, but I think you've got a good blend of songs that, you know, obviously have lasted 10 years and songs that might continue to last five, 10 years. So Yeah, and I, th- I think some of them, um, especially one of them, which I'll touch on later, um, I hadn't listened to in probably five or 10 years because it wasn't on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So I think streaming uh, has a lot to do with it these days as well and just – how accessible songs are like you can have a new favorite every day really yeah it's almost over stimulating mm. trying to trying to pick something to listen to it's that whole netflix syndrome where you've got everything to watch but nothing to watch yeah exactly i mean i i still um have one playlist called Pikey's hit list or whatever it is on my spotify that's got a thousand songs in it or something that's all i listen to generally in the car um, so you're, you're a playlist guy and you shuffle and just let it go? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. And then I've got a gym. Yeah, you. I wish I could do that. <laughs> got a gym one and sort of whenever I put the Pikey one on, I'm like, you should listen to New Music Ethan's playlist. Like, find, find some new songs. <laughs> Did you know um, Nick uh, from WA? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he listens to that playlist front to back every week, regardless if it's a shit song. I don't think he skips. Yeah, a lot of people do. I know. Um, That's do it. A lot of the what we did on the weekend crowd, or Jace especially, I think, puts it on, start to finish. There's so many songs in that each week. Yeah, and they put whole albums in it as well. It's not like they're picking, yeah, you know, the the lead singles or anything. Song. Yeah, or the best songs. Yeah, it's a whole album. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, well, I mean, I mean, I'm curious to know. So, talking about what to listen to, like old stuff or new stuff. I mean, obviously, being AVVC. Uh, your label, how do you balance doing that with all the new music coming out and what you might want to press and things? Like, how do you find the time, <laughs> I guess, to listen to all of it? Uh, usually we find new stuff through connections and uh, because we're always out and about, or generally we are, me and Jacob, um, we get to see a lot of these bands and meet a lot of people and people say, hey, check this band out or, you know. Uh, we're now at a point with AVVC where a lot of bands – come to us as well so we get approached yeah, which cool. is you know that's wild to think that yeah. you know in 2021 i was just a, a ratty vinyl collector pre avvc and just a mischief maker on unified what was it called vinyl club and and social club and all yeah. that shit and now like bands <laughs> come to us like it like fuck is that parky from avvc <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird but um yeah, our ears are to the ground. We do go to gigs. We do listen to what's being shared around in our own group um, through multiple, multiple chat groups that I'm sure you two are a part of too many across <laughs> yeah. the whole scene, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and things like New Music Ethan and Silly Goose Club and just looking at um, show posters as well and going, you know, everyone knows who the bands at the top are, but who are these people down the bottom and what do they sound like? It's, I mean, balancing that with listening to Mudvayne for the 400 millionth time or 
or Metallica. <laughs> you know, all, all that playlist kind of junk is, um, it's like your safety blanket. You know what you're going to get, but yeah. yeah. So yeah, it is, it is tough, but I also love local and Australian music, you know, like we have such a fucking massive amount of good music. Yeah. Sometimes it's, yeah, sometimes it's hard actually because there's too much choice, but that's too much. But I think that's good. There's something there for everyone and doesn't mean you have to, you know, just listen to metalcore. You've got all the cores, heaps of pop punk, heaps of punk, you know, the list, the list is too big. I suppose that's where Ethan's playlist really benefits because it's sort of in one direction. Yeah. Yeah. Heavy. With a, yeah, it's in that one way. Yeah. With a splattering of popular like punk and pop rock and you know all that. See, I really want to, and I mean, this is a tangent, uh, but I really w- want to find more local like pop artists and stuff like that that aren't like on the radio, if that makes sense. Like, do they, do they have gigs for just pop gigs that are small? Yeah, well, I don't know where to look for them. Yeah, true. You don't. You only really. Um, you only really see the Taylor Swifts and the Ed Sheerans of the world, don't yeah, you? That's what I mean. I mean, fuck, first world problems, but I don't even know where to look, and I've tried looking, and fuck, no clue. Yeah, um, there's, there's, I guess there's no pop silly goose club or something. Oh, look, it probably <laughs> is a. Oh, be some threads I've read it. I swear, some deep dark corner of the web. There'll be something. I guess um, Triple J Unearthed and and things yeah. like that, if you sort by pop and then search Facebook. Up. But you're right. I I don't remember walking past a poster and going, ooh, pop kick. Yeah. Sick. <laughs> Maybe the scene isn't there like, like it is for rock and metal and they're only looking for that star, pop star vibe. Well, that's what Sydney needs. Maybe people go to gigs if they're not rock gigs. They're pop gigs. Live music. I think people just people in people in pop go for like the voice and stuff like that. They don't really. They try and hit it big through those kind of streams rather than working hard and playing lots of shows. You don't really hear of that's them gross. Touring, I, hate the, thought, I hate the thought of that. Yeah, I don't want to watch the voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shocking TV show. That's where you're gonna have to go. For They'll it. play like Westfield yeah. on like a, on a Sunday morning or something. <laughs> like that's the pop gigs. And that used to be a big thing. Hey, like pop pop. Bands doing a country tour, Westfields. Oh, I used to go to High Point every season after Australian Idol when I was growing up. See Guy Sebastian bloody singing "Angels Brought Me Here" on like a Wednesday morning. Nice. I know. Um, I sorted out all of Meg's CDs recently, and she had a assigned five CD, which oh, nice. she did. She did the same thing, like um, Wag School on a, a Wednesday, and went down to oh, it's probably fucking Greensboro Plaza or something. Something out oh, that way, and, and got it signed. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> oh fuck! We need um, we need like rock gigs to be played at the shopping center. Oh, oh, that that would be peak. Imagine that would that. go hard, actually. Bloom live at High Point, eleven a.m. Oh, this Thursday. <laughs> oh man, that'd be bad. <laughs> Damn, I'll rack it oh, down. <laughs> it doesn't quite work, oh. does it? Oh, they, they could do it. They could do a decent job. There'd be someone there that'll get around it. Let's get them on sunrise. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saving face. Live on sunrise. <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see me out the window in bloody Martin Place with the sign saying, 
But, oh, fuck. I'd pay to see that. But Yeah, you're a bit of a fan, aren't you? I'm a bit of a simp. I mean, I, I think I've tried to hold back what I simp too much for. Don't hold back. I think the back. last... last Last six six to twelve months, I think there's been a few bands that I've just probably come out of the woodwork a bit more. But uh, don't hold back. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck people. If you like something, saving face. Saving face are great. I mean, I'm so stoked that you guys pressed them. Um, I fucking talk to Crawley all the time about them, and uh, did yeah, he, they're just the best guys. Did he tell you about the test? What about them? Oh, we were standing there watching him get pressed. The test. Oh, I mean, he sent me a photo of him spinning oh, it afterwards, yeah. and I was like, "You fucking cheeky bastard!" <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything, but we had to reject the first lot of test presses because there was an what? error with a song on side B. But I think they've been recut. I think. Oh, so that means there's two versions of the test press out there, Pike. Maybe, mate. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> I'm sure we could work something out. Yeah, mad. Um, yeah, them finding better health. I mean, Bloom. I've always been a bit of a sim for. I don't know. Who do you sim for, Dave? Probably the same. like Saving Face, Bloom, Better Half. I'm becoming a bit more simpy about. Yeah. Um, You're both going to kill me. Yeah. But I, I can't get around Bloom live. Really? At all? I really. absolutely love them like recorded. Yeah. Every time I've seen them live, I'm just like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the only time I've seen them is when I'm drunk and now that I'm having a sober stint, maybe that'll make the difference. But I'm I do. Th- I'm excited to see them Saturday for sure. I do think that, because I saw them at Unify last year and I thought they weren't very good. Um, I don't know about you or if, if you remember. <laughs> uh, I didn't think they were very good at Unify and then I think they didn't play a show for ages and when they came back after that, I thought they were good. It just makes me nervous and playing on a big stage, I think. Um, so I get it, uh, but I think they're better of late. Like their show at the Burdekin about a month ago yeah, was probably the best set I've ever seen them. So I think they're getting better. And their new music probably translates better live than the uh, melodic hardcore stuff. Yeah, I think they're a fantastic band, but I just every time I've seen them, it's just hasn't been my night maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, as I said, this are we in the future or behind? When's this getting released? It would have happened. It would have happened. Man, that... So what do you, you, you guys think of the show? Oh, it was so was good. so good. Did <laughs> <laughs> you see Phillips uh, crowd surfing and 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 oh. Dave was there throwing hammers? <laughs> oh, Probably copping hammers. That's what seems to happen when I'm at those. Uh, uh, Parky will be at the back uh, dishing out high fives. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know how I got um, the nipples pierced? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you can't even cross your I can't arms cross my arms at the moment. It's too sore. <laughs> Still. How long have they been pierced for? I uh, got them done. When did I get them done? A couple of days ago. Did Friday. you bleed much? None. None. The belly button's a little bit red because I got that done as well. Fucking absolutely. Do you sleep on your, like, on, your, on, your, on, your, on your belly or do you sleep on your back? Yeah, I'm face down kind of guy. Fuck, so rubs and shit. <laughs> it's, bad. it's bad. And then, like, yesterday I was going to do some working out in the garage and I realised I couldn't put a weight belt on. Oh, it'd be like, I feel like it would, like, it would, like, stretch, wouldn't it? Oh, it's just... It's I'm glad people can't see the camera. But... <laughs> it's just going to rip my belly button piercing out. So Fuck. I think what I'm going to do is keep it in and just change my whole outlook on life and change my fitness regime instead of taking it out. So what are you going to do? You're going to try and like just get real cuts so you can just wear crop tops and stuff? Pretty yeah. much, yeah. 
I think that's I think that's the way. It was for charity, so that's good. But yeah. man, that was one hell of a, a week for you, actually, doing all those challenges. I got it was like yeah, I got, the I got half marathon. Yeah, so that was one challenge. All yeah, that was um. Uh, is this a PG rated thing? No, nah, cool. no. So it was, it was beers, wanks. Um, oh yeah. Uh, kilometers running and donuts. So I did twenty one and a half days. That was one. That was one thing. Yeah. So you got to do it in twenty four. Yeah, have you seen that, Phil? It's isn't it eight sixteen twenty. I think the original one's six twelve eighteen twenty four. But my mates yeah. um, dared me to do five ten fifteen twenty. So you. I did Shit. a 20-kilometre run uh, and then plus a kilometre and a half on just to knock over a, a time for the half marathon. Um, five wanks, 15 donuts, and 10 beers. Wait, you ran a half, a half marathon pretty much? Yeah, I did. Yeah, on the, oh, I was on the treadmill. But, yeah, but still, that's, still, how long did that take you to run that? Four, four hours. hours. Yeah. Just come back to me now. Yeah. Fucking, weren't you only just doing the couch to five like yeah. two months ago? Yeah, I still can't run 5Ks, but I did the treadmill half marathon. But would not recommend. No, 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 no. <laughs> you would have been dead after that, especially with the beers and the donuts, and not to mention the wax. <laughs> yeah, so you have to finish one before you start another. So I. Yeah. And I Wait, so you couldn't like have a wank, have some beers, go nope. back to it? <laughs> oh my so God. start thinking about it and how hard the wanking part of it is. Did you run at the start or the end? I ran at the start. I woke up at, uh, I went to bed and then woke up at 11.20 at night and then went to the gym and started running at midnight. Holy shit. Yeah. Till 4am and then started the next one. <laughs> then went at lunchtime, I went and got my nipples pierced and my belly button and then started on the donuts after that. The donuts were chaos, man. Like, donuts came before the beers too. That's yeah. I did fifteen donuts. The first ten went. They come up easy. Nah, because I had my like I was talking to Megs and I was like, I can't throw up because my nipples and my belly button hurt too much. <laughs> oh yeah. And if you're like vomiting, you're forcing, and that that it just came. So I was like, ah, there'll be no throwing up. It was an interesting day, but again, raising money for cancer council. And this is my life. Yeah, so do you, want, do you want to plug that early? So you've been doing this list of challenges for it's probably been up for how long eight months six months uh yeah i think i posted it on january 1st i said um i got a bit of time off for this year and um i need to fill it with something so i said i will do anything and if i do it you've got to give uh money to charity um so i do it for the shitbox rally where we take a piece of shit of a car on a drive that you shouldn't be on um and raise money for the Cancer Council. So I, I did one earlier in the year and that raised, I think it was 15K. Yeah, nice. Um, That's impressive. And we're doing it again in April. Uh, we're driving Adelaide to Perth via Uluru. So I'm doing all these incredible. absolutely stupid dares <laughs> to, to, um, to, raise money for that. to raise a bit of cash, yeah. So it's, it's been how, how um How did the car handle the first one from... Where were you, like Rockhampton or something? Yeah, Rocky to Hobart via the Artesian Basin, so straight through the middle and down. Um, it went all right. Pass. Um, we survived it. 
all the cars in our little group survived, so so we were happy. It's absolutely rooted now. It's back at the shops, so they're <laughs> they're trying to work their magic. MJ Auto in Sunbury, if you're listening, um, around the Sunbury or Macedon Ranges area, go in and get your car fixed by them because they're absolutely awesome. But they're doing it for nothing as well. Legendary. Yeah. I was going to say that's going to cost you a bit, but if they're doing it for for charity, yeah, man, there's there's a lot of kind people out there. Um, and it just sort of never hurts to send an email. You don't know what experiences people have had and how they've been affected by their journey through life. And uh, a lot of the people that I've reached out to have had cancer in the family. Like I think the statistics, like statistic, I won't sound like I'm drunk. Um, there's one in two people. Get a, is that what the statistic is? Yeah, directly or indirectly affected by by cancer. So you're going to know someone, you're going to have it. It's it's inevitable. So we're running running a race to raise some cash. But I mean, it's all I love it. It's all fun. Um, and how many more have you got to go? Do you know on that list? Uh, it's about thirty. But I mean, anyone can add to it at any time. It's ongoing. Should we add one on behalf of the pod, Dave? You have to. Yeah. What do, what do we want to add? I don't know. No more tattoos. No more piercings. <laughs> yeah. You get a bit nervous about the tattoo, Pikey? And just for the listeners to know, I put forward that if the lines win the flag, Pikey and I are going to get lines tattoo. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't wait for that. The tattoos don't really bother me, but like at the moment, there's a Brizzy tattoo, a Palmo tattoo, a <laughs> uh, Simpsons tattoo. Oh. It's a Palmo tattoo just something you got. Are you going to do it? <laughs> yeah, I almost did it the other I rang my mate up and said, do you still have your tattoo gun? And was going to get Marshall to write Palmo and then oh, just get so that cool. done. Yeah, tattoos aren't worrying me. It's, you know, it'd be, yeah. it'd be cool to, um, yeah, I, I don't know. The running is stupid. I've never been a runner and now I've got to run a fucking half marathon. Um, you do it on the treadmill. I mean, I think it's easier. In, in, would, do you find it easier running in like the street? Oh no, no. Treadmills are piece of piss. I feel like I, I take bigger strides on the treadmill uh, on the on the street. Yeah, but yeah. less resistance. Treadmills are the same level. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, no. There's some there's some cool challenges still to be done, um, but I'm still accepting them. So if anyone listening wants to actually challenge me to something, it's a fifty dollar donation minimum. Um, yeah, all right, Dave. We'll think of something as we record, and by the end, we'll uh, we'll lay something out because I fucking got nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, me either. The tattoo one to be brutal though, because it's going to cost you more than what the donation is going to come in. So, so to, it's a bit rough on your pocket. Meg's decided early on that um, if there was any cost, you sort of have to force the person who's dead you to share that cost. Um, oh, yeah. I'll cover the tattoo for sure if that happens. Yeah, but um, I think I said that even at the start. Things like the piercings were done by uh, Black Circle Piercings in Coburg, and he's a friend of a friend and did them for nothing. Yeah. Fuck. So, yeah, there's a lot of, as I said, there's a lot of really, really genuinely nice people out there, and it's it's so good to see. I love your work. Doing your part. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> keeping involved and keeping busy. Yeah, that's good. So um, we'll get into the questions, and um, so we'll go back to the start. So how did you get into music? Oh, I uh, 
was pretty much raised on my dad's um, his love of music. I'm heavily influenced by what he showed me up until around probably 16 when you mm-hmm. when you find your core group of mates in high school. And that's when I sort of shot off. But a lot of Beatles, a lot of Stones, um, a lot of weird, weird stuff that my dad used to listen to. He was a big Dream Theater fan. So for a while there, I was a massive Dream oh. Theater fan. Um, and, I mean, through that, we had a record player in our room when we were kids, a little white one. That's cool. And we had a, a copy. Oh, in, your, in, your, in your bedroom, you had one? Yeah, yeah. Me and my brother used to share a room. And at, at one point, there was this little Panasonic all-in-one type thing with detachable speakers. Yeah, before bed, you chuck on the white album. And I just remember that pretty vividly. So. And now I've got, you know, That's awesome. seven copies of the white album, which is completely unnecessary. When are you going to start Instagram for that? Or, uh... Do you know what the, <laughs> the sort of the basis of... Um, the Slade one is because there's a yeah. guy who does uh, We Buy the uh, yeah. White Album. It's got like two and a half thousand copies or three and a half thousand copies or something. I love that Instagram oh. because like you can see the variations in the covers. You just yeah. scroll through. There's fucking stickers on it. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, and I, uh, whenever I look for Slade Alive copies now, generally if it's an Australian press, I won't buy it just because I've got, you know, 35 copies of it. But if there's like someone's name on the front or an address or you know something funny like those white albums, I'll I'll tend to grab it. But I haven't bought one in a very long time. And then I guess uh, I mean, obviously, when you got be turned sixteen, what kind of music did you turn to then when you started like listening to music with your mates and things? So that I I vividly remember um, Reload being released. So going sure. back a fair way before even that 16. Um, and me and my brother frothed it. I think my dad got it on release day for us. And mm. I don't know why. I think he wanted the CD and then didn't like it. So we ended up with it. Um, and I've still got it somewhere. Um, so that, that sort of early on really kicked in, oh, this is what heavy metal is. This is cool. And that sort of disappeared. Early high school was more hip-hop and rap because everyone wants to try and fit into a crowd. Um, and then it was about 15 or 16 that I came home one day and my dad had put Master of Puppets on the bed. Ah. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know Metallica had all this other cool stuff, you know. And was he into Metallica as well? Or was it just he knew that you might be interested in it? I, I, I think he liked it. I think it was pretty hard to not know who they were at that point as well because, you know, the Black Album had come out. Um, one funny thing he in the the thing that should not be there's a line that he thought said in Mordor as in Lord of the Rings but it says immortal and I corrected him on it and he looked really disappointed he's like oh that's brutal damn (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so so Metallica came along heavy music came along uh, Tool cancelled Ramstein um, you know (laughs) <laughs> bands like that. And I formed a, a friendship group that I'm still really, really fucking good mates with right up till this day based around sort of getting into that heavy genre and introducing each other to to new stuff, which was, I mean, that's it, 16, high school, long hair, finding some other losers that, you know, listen to similar music. 
that's how it was. Isn't it funny when you're like a teenager and you find an album like Reload and you're like, this is like the first album Metallica's ever put out? Like, you, there's no way of looking back <laughs> and going back and being like, I wonder what they've done before. Because I did the same thing with AFI. Like, Sing the Sorrow came out and I was like, oh, this is a sick new band. And little do I know they've been around for like 20 years yeah. before that, like 15 <laughs> probably. But yeah, it's really cool how interesting how that kind of pops up. Like, I think the order for me with Metallica was Reload, Puppets, Kill Em All. Um, and then I went on school camp and a, my friend Alana had a big CD wallet. So, oh, that's fucking so nice. So back in the day, kids, we used to take all our CDs out of their cases <laughs> and put them in a CD wallet so it was portable. But yeah, she had, um, she had a heap of cool shit in there, but she had the Black Album. That was the first time I'd you know, heard, not Enter Sandman, but the rest of the Black Album. That was a really sort of late bloom into the Black Album. Um, but yeah, that opened up, well, you know me. I'm the biggest Metallica simp in the world. So it opened. question. What, what, what is your favourite Metallica record or you couldn't pick? At the moment, it's And Justice for All. Yeah. But for a long time, it was Ride the Lightning. And at some point, it'll probably go back to being Ride the Lightning. But at the moment, it's Justice. I think it's just, nice. it's probably their heaviest. Um, it's got one, so oh, I can skip that song really? every time. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I fucking, I can't get enough of it. Uh, it's good. I go through phases with it. I'll try and learn it on guitar every now and again, and then you know, it's um, not it's overplayed for me. I feel the same. I always say the same with, uh, and I know it's no, the band's nowhere near the same size, but like my cam, my favorite band. Um, like I fucking hate teenagers. Like oh, really? when that song comes on, I, I hate it. I can't. I overplayed, overrated, not for me. Um, oh, and I and hated it like, when it came out. Oh, so yeah. I mean, I love them, but yeah, I can't do it. But I get it. Yeah, yeah. Did I you hate it, emo? Hey. <laughs> we could see that. <laughs> did you hear the Jack Black story? That his Metallica story. Yeah, yeah, I did. That was sick. Played on stage what with them. Yeah, he was up on stage and they asked him to riff and, like, introduce him. And he ran out of material, like, five minutes in of his, like, 15-minute set. <laughs> and then he turned around and, he, and um, Hetfield just started playing the one intro. Yep. Uh-huh. And, like, they will come out and, like, save the day. He was, he was sick. Yeah, Jack Black's pretty cool, hey? Mm. <laughs> I don't hate emo now, if that helps. I don't, I don't mind a little bit of emo. So you just went, you went into it back in the day? Not at all. No way. Um, it was, uh, I used to wear a jumper and then a Metallica t-shirt over the top of the jumper because that was the fashion in the day. Army pants yeah. every day, a beanie every day, all the way through summer, just didn't matter, and big boots, yeah. with steel, steel cap boots. And it was Metallica, Lamb of God, Killswitch, Anthrax, um, you know, going back to like, Early death so metal. metal kid. Very, very metal. So, you know, I've got a ukulele somewhere um, that says death to emo on it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know. So you're a bit younger than us, Phil, but like when we were going through high schools, like you just picked the thing and that was your thing. If you were like a floater between different things, it just it just didn't go well for you. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like toxic, I, 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 actually. Yeah, I kinda get it, but 
I mean, I'm curious to know. So what, what made you start to like emo? Was it the style that you hated or was it the music that you were just like, nah, too soft? Definitely the people. <laughs> no, nah, it was just, uh, you know, when you're trying to be an edge, edgy 16 year old kid and you're, um, yeah. you know, you got your long hair and it's all about metal and, and a dude, especially crying, not an option, you know, <laughs> which I found out, uh, is very toxic. <laughs> um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, we were just into, to metal and playing metal and, you know, new metal, it's just metal, metal, metal all the time. And all oh, the occasional Eminem or Dr. Dre album, because you have to have a little bit of spice in your life. <laughs> but I think the, I think the big change for me was, and you're going to laugh, was Amity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Soundwave. Tom somewhere just bloody creamed his pants to that. Yeah, he's not far actually. <laughs> he's only a couple of Ks away. Um, <laughs> they were playing a Soundwave. It might have been 2013, maybe 2012. Slayer were playing as well. And I was a massive Slayer fan. Still am, um, but not as hardcore. Uh, and Slayer was playing and I left Slayer to go check out this band that sang this Anchors song. <laughs> and there was a, a switch in my head just went go see something different so i went on my own because all my mates stayed to see slayer yeah uh yeah. and watched amity on my own and i was like holy fuck this is new year new me this is it so how about it it must it must have been 2012 because 2013 was metallica I could have been on that bill. It wasn't 20, it was bleak, bleak 2011 was when I made nothing. So might have even, I don't know. It was after Youngblood. So it might've been 2011. I think 36 crazy fists were on it as well. And 30 seconds to Mars. I wouldn't have seen them. Sorry. They got that one good song. And then Jared Leto is just a weirdo. He's a fucking weird dude now. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that Morbius actually... show the other day, that movie, the Morbius movie. Oh, trash. I love Spider-Man. I'm not, I haven't watched it. I can't do it. <laughs> Is it that bad? Nah. I, don't, I haven't watched any of them. I don't really, uh, I don't really watch movies. I only watch them when Megs is watching them. My brain's like, <laughs> too much to think about. Fair. <laughs> so, I mean, with that, so I'm assuming physical media, like records and things like that, just around you your whole life? Or was there a point where you started collecting yourself like really intensely? Or because you got a massive physical, you got like a whole room, right? Of just whole room stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all, <laughs> I was always big into CDs, whatever I couldn't um, buy, I burnt. Like, sorry for all the copyright sticklers out there, but it was just what you did back in the day. Um, yeah. My best mate, and he's still my best mate to this day. Burnt me, system of a down, self-titled. Tried to stooge me out of five bucks for it. <laughs> um, and that's sort of how my friendship with him began. And, like, to this day, still best mates. Um, so I always had, yeah, media. It was CDs and it was burnt CDs. And then that there was sort of that shift in, um, what were they called? Oh, iPods. 
and iRivers. I had iRivers, not iPods, because I was in there. What are they called? Come on, Bucky. No, I was thinking, of, I was thinking about iRivers and not iPods. But anyway, MP3 players yeah. came along, but I'd still buy the CD and burn it to rip yeah, it to the computer right. and put it on the iRiver. Um, so there's always been a continual, um, like, amassing of physical media. Um, that's why I use iTunes, Apple Music, because that's how I started. Like, I kept buying CDs, put them on my iPod, then they went onto my phone, and then they just got rid of iTunes, really. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, fuck, I'm still using, like, my CDs are still on my phone. Yep. Sounds better. Um, CDs are going to rip better than than a, than a streaming service, even with, you know, oh, probably not, um, what's Jay-Z's one called? Tidal. Yeah. Yeah, with the um, Flack. Atmos. Oh, yeah. All that shit. Yeah, all that uh, shit. Yeah, two minute songs like sixty megabytes. It's, yeah. Then we all listen out of our like shitty headphones, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Your setup's only as good as its weakest point, hey. Yeah. Yeah, so um I actually had my CDs packed away for a very long time until recently. Um and I got them out, which was a mistake because now I need another shelf. Because I've filled <laughs> one already. So that's good. Do you put all your CDs in your discogs? Or is it just nah, vinyl? Nah, just vinyl. Oh, unless it's a, yeah. you know, a wiggity wax CD, I'll put it in there. But generally, it's just um, tapes and vinyl. Yeah. So then, yeah, then records came along, which again, I was always sort of collecting Metallica records, just Metallica. Mm-hmm. So I had maybe a hundred Metallica records, you know, country variations, cover variations, just anything. Um, and then. I saw Amity. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I jumped onto unify.com because it was the unified yep. store. Yep. And I bought a black copy of Youngbloods for 25 bucks. I was like, right. sick. And it arrived and it was white. And I was like, I didn't order this. I ordered a black one. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, my God, there's black and red. So... Then I had to have the black one and the red one. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I got into Amity. I got into Unify Core, um, Discoveries, North Lane, all that crap. Um, I bought this record by a band called Eleventh Reaches London, which is pretty niche. I think they're a Perth band. But I got both variants yeah. of that as well. Um, and Megs is like, you know, we just started going out, I think, at the time. She's like, this is going to be a slippery slope. I'm like, no, no, no. Just going to buy stuff. I'll buy stuff that I don't have on CD. Oh, okay. That's, I mean, that's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it didn't How last. Did I started with my... <laughs> I started with... I'm just going to get my favourite albums. Yep. Oh, this one's my favourite now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have the rest of the discography. I didn't go quite go down the VC route. Oh, biggest Discography regret. is a suck of... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I've got like I've got albums in there that I do not like, but <laughs> you've got to have the discography, or you've got to collect the you know the VC, which I sort of tell me that because I've been trying to get out of the whole discography thing, uh, and it, like I see my collection and it's like eating at me that I'm, I'm missing some albums now because I've sold them, and uh, yep. yeah, it's fucked. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sort of out of the VC game these days. Even the discography game, I just get records I know I'm going to listen to. I don't get sucked into the oh it'll sell out though thing. I'll just go oh, it'll get repressed. So, and I suppose like I I have so many records I wouldn't be able to listen to them all. 
and that yeah. that really resonated with me. So you're a fuckhead. Like, <laughs> if you if you can't listen to them, why are they taking up space in your room? But then you know, I'll get a box from Com Gateway, and I'll have another twenty. Yeah, it's about it's about right, it's, isn't it? So stupid. <laughs> it's yeah. And then on top of that, you've got a record label. So there's, you know, a thousand records in the garage that are AVVC, test presses. That's, that's fucking a lot. Yeah. It's, um, are they just past releases or you got stuff in there that's not out yet? Both. Oh, do we have stuff that's not, I don't think we've got anything that's not released, but we've got, we've got like a stockpile of almost everything. Yeah. Just yeah. for us. Are you, are you still thinking that there will ever be a time where you just kind of burn it? A warehouse or something? Yeah, I've looked at it. (laughs) We've looked at it recently to try and make a um, sort of like a co-op space between a couple of um, mates and have factory and podcast space and stuff like that. But still in the works. It's a bit of a pipe dream, especially with um, like two years ago would have been great because everyone was rich. But sort of a massive, massive downturn at the moment's made that uh, riskier decision. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah. Gigs on, that'd be cool. Ah, stay tuned. Oh, actually, I did notice one of the things on your list was to put on a gig. Oh, it's a charity gig. Yeah, we're not doing a charity gig. Oh, maybe I'll put a charity box on on a merch desk. Oh, you're on a table. Yeah, yeah, that could work. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Details being sorted. You'll like it. You'll both like it. Fuck, all right. Oh. I have to come okay. to Melbourne again. Oh, yeah. Just move here, but you just move back. Yeah. We've been telling you. That for ages, and then I have Victoria's down there. And then you can come and pick up your records because I've changed it. You can do pick up now. How many people are going to do that though, and be like, "Oh fuck, I'll be going to Melbourne in three months." Pikey can just hold all these records. Like, is that going to come back and buy you the ass reckon? Yeah, probably. Do you know where that came from? Actually, is when um, Jimmy Kyle was around and signing records Mm -hmm. for uh, Chasing Ghosts. Um, and he, we were talking about something and he mentioned that he tries to give as much time he can, as he can to the people who come along to his gigs. And, you know, sometimes he's, Mm. he's wrecked because touring life and, um, sometimes he just has days where he he doesn't want to talk to anyone, but he still tries to make that little bit of effort. I was like, how do I apply that in my own life? I was like, there's so many people in the AVVC community that I haven't met who Mm. might live. 20 minutes away, mm. you know, and I thought, fuck, it's only my garage. Like, I'm not going to invite them into my house, but <laughs> if they want to come and have a chat and pick up a record and see what it looks like to do a DIY record label, then fuck, that'd be cool as, you know, and I'm pretty accessible. Have many, so have you had many people like pick that option up? No, nah, we haven't released anything since I put it in. That's true. Except mm. for Tom. <laughs> oh yeah i don't even bother looking at his orders now he just he just comes into the garage and he's and i'm like what do i what do i need to give you he could say anything and i'd give it to him <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> um, no, he might hear this and be like fuck i could have gotten so much he has his own um discount code as well so he never has to pay shipping which is but and you know like i understand how shit shipping is as well like i hate paying shipping I'll hold off ordering something until I can order, you know, three things, get free shipping. Um, so, yeah, if you live within it's a, it's a, 
20 minutes. Saves you as well from actually packing it because I feel like I, I, sometimes, I sell five records and I'm like, fuck my life, yeah. as Dave knows, <laughs> uh, let alone bloody, you know, 150 records or 250 records, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it can take a couple of hours. I actually really enjoy the film apart, uh, you know, if, if, if you didn't enjoy most of the aspects of running a DIY label, it, it'd suck. Like, mm. it'd just be an absolute drainer. Like, you're dealing with bands who are bands and managers, and it's a big machine that if it doesn't work, fucking, it's chaos. But, yeah, I like, I like, as I said, I'm pretty accessible. Anyone can message me. Anyone can email me. And I'll always, you know, generally get back to them and I'm happy to have a chat. And I just thought I'd extend that to anyone who wants to have a drive and come out and see the lovely diggers rest <laughs> um, and pick up their records and have a chat or just pick up their records and leave. Doesn't, doesn't really bother me. So. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, Keith does that as well, who lives out in Bayswater. He just like opens his garage up to have a flick through his, his stock on a Sunday. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It's just his garage and he's a, get to know him a little bit. Better. He's apparently a, a really awesome dude. Yeah. yeah. I met him <clears throat> three times, I think, yeah. at different fairs. And he's always up for a chat. And, yeah, um, yeah just is generally just is loves the loves the medium, loves music. So mm. it's easy to talk to. Yeah, nice. I need to catch him at a, um, a fair. I think when I came down for uh, that weekend that Unify was meant to be last year, I think I went to buy some records off and he's like, come to my work. And I went to some work that was like an auto repair shop <laughs> you with claims or something. I don't know. And he comes out with these records and talking to me for a good 20 minutes. And I'm like, he's a real nice dude. Like he, he just loves like records. Yeah. Um, and just music. Yeah. Good dude. And that's it. Like whenever, Whenever you do meet people or you drop records off at people, like you, you have a chat about it, yeah. You have a chat about music and what are you listening to, and I think it's it's just a good opportunity to yeah, one meet new people and not have to charge shipping. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Yeah. So use pick up, but don't do it if you're a widow. <laughs> That's a new term. <laughs> yeah, if you like Amity, don't come. All right, so have we gone? Do you, did you tell us about your first record? I can't remember. First record ever. What was the first record you bought? Yeah, with my own money. I drank a lot and did a lot of naughty things between about nineteen and thirty. So I can't really remember, but it's gonna be one of a couple of records. But I think it was Bay Area Thrashes, which is a Metallica bootleg picture disc from JB Hi-Fi in Burke Street. Wait, it was wow. a bootleg that they sold at JB? Yeah. Pre the, How did that happen? Pre the vinyl boom going absolutely out of control. Um, they just yeah. had... JB used to stock some fucking absolute rippers like yeah. back in the day. And they, I mean, if you dig hard enough, sometimes you get lucky. But yeah, they just used to sell anything. So I think that was it. Um, it's a terrible record. It's... <laughs> it's a picture disc. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's a picture disc. It's um It's a boot <laughs> a picture disc. It's a bootleg picture disc of a tape recording. That's sick. Oh wow. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> it's so good. Um so that's cool. Uh 
Yeah, that's that's probably it. The outside Metallica, it was either Amity, Lamb of God, or that Eleven Thing Reaches London band. And, cool. and that kicked it off. Then it was that was the end. I probably have like ten houses by now. Oh, you're back then too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, I didn't buy records. I probably still don't have a house, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when um, it was less than dollar for dollar with the US and shipping wasn't, yeah. you know, $55. Yeah. Fuck that. It was cheaper for me to get records from Vinyl Collective from the US than it was to get them from Sydney. Yeah. It's like twelve dollars postage, and the dollar was a dollar ten, so you're actually saving money. Yeah. It was, that was yeah. out of control. How good was Vinyl Collective? Oh, it's the best. That whole medium of forum seems to have gone, disappeared. I mean, it's still there, and people still use it, but it those sales channels used to just be epic. Yeah, and people were called out for flipping, oh, and it was good. Yeah, I think I got scammed once out of like twenty bucks, and yeah, pretty good run. What were you meant to get? Um, yeah, it was a really good run. I had like a thing I was saying to Phil the other day, like two hundred records of my collection are from Vinyl Collective, I reckon, and it was like it was some thrice records, I think. Nice. So the price was too good to be true, and. I sent him the money and never got a reply. And I was like, oh, well, that's 20 bucks. I'm not going to get back. So Spewing, but move on to the next one. Now you go on those forums and you're like, can you send me some gift card codes and like fucking yeah. do three backflips and I might send you this record. But, uh, they are the iTunes worst, aren't gift they? Cards. Yeah. I'm going to send my uncle around to pick up the records and I'll FedEx you the money. <laughs> Spare me, dickheads. <laughs> I guess on the back of them, I mean, have you got a cool record purchasing story? Or, like, what's the coolest, like, story of you getting a record? Uh, man, there's so many. I, I do that so thing. You have some nice records. Yeah. I do that thing um, where I buy whole collections. So that's fun. Um, I did that with Josh Redbeard. Um, his yeah. whole collection. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, that was... Shit. Like, I think that was six grand. Six thousand dollars. I can't. I can't remember. Maybe it was more. You, you get. Um, it was a really good collection, actually. It was, it was like, out of control. It was stacked. It was stacked. And, you know what? I went into his house and we were sorting it out, and I was boxing it and, and all of that shit. And he's like, "Oh, do you want any um, grayscale test presses?" And I was like, "Nah, not really." I was like, Poor. "Keep keep them for because I don't think grayscale does what Unify does in." Um, Sells them off. Yeah, or well, not sells them off, but I feel like Unified and that maybe print a lot more than they say they do. They, they, they have to. I mean, yeah, well, I've seen like three number nine slowly, slowly St. Leonard's. Stuff like that. But I feel like a grayscale test is something else, you know? So I, yeah. I was like, leave them for the Sims. Like, someone will want them. Um, yeah. That was a pretty crazy, like, pick up. It was a crazy time as well because Megs was like, but unbelievably on board with it. Um, wow. Because she'd seen me buy and sell a couple of collections up to that point. And I made the money back pretty quickly and got to keep, I don't know, 500 records. Holy shit. Maybe not that many. Maybe it was like 300. But fuck, it was 
There were so many records. Like, and that, there was more in there than what was on the list. There was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I got to meet Redbeard. He's such a lovely guy. Um, is he Melbourne? Is he? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did a, I did a really cool record buy one day from a guy that was in the Vinyl Collective forums. I think his name was Andy Drums, if I remember right. But he yeah. he jumped up on a forum and was like, "Oh, I want to get out of record collecting." Um, where's the nearest place I can take my record collection to get money? My house. <laughs> well, I was at work. I was at work at the time, and I looked at his list and put the Discogs values together. And I was like, "I'll come and get it now." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, if "You're going to get a dollar a record at Dixon's. I'll give you this much." And he's like, "Done." And it was like. I don't know. It was like 500 bucks. I was going to pay this guy. Mm. So I didn't go to sleep after work, night shift, drove to Geelong, went to this dude's house, picked it up. But it was every Alexis on Fire record up to uh, Old Crows, including all variants. Every, oh, my God. Every Thrice release, every City and Colour release, including Singles and Tenth. Oh my god! And just like a mega trove of Dynalone stuff, which I've—I mean, I've still got a lot of it. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that, and it's just—I don't know—I took a punt on both of them, and they—they they turned out. They don't always turn out. Last week I got five thousand records, and seventy <laughs> percent of them are melted together. So, I mean, that's pretty that's rough. Ah, it's all good. And the, and the other 30% are you going to keep all of them or are there stuff in there that you're just never going to... So out of, say, 5,000, there was about 100 records that I'm going to keep. And then I've got... Oh, that's not too bad. I've got 12 boxes of records that are in good condition and playable, but they're dud. They're like... Uh, you know, I probably have... I've probably got a VC of Tchaikovsky now. So... <laughs> <laughs> But I've got a plan with them. I'm going to make, um, you know how my record dividers have the record popping out with the letter? I'm going to make them as sort of like a hobby hobby thing on the side. And So, yeah, and we get lots of spare covers with AVVC, um, maybe like 100 covers each run. So, yeah, thinking of using them and upcycling, that's what they call it. Yeah. 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 So that'll be fun. That'll be cool. Um, cool. Well, I mean, we've been talking for an hour and we haven't even spoken about a song yet. So do we want to get into uh, this playlist? <laughs> Let's do it. Track uh, number one. Do you want to, do you want to hear, well, before we get that, what is this playlist? Like, how did you end up picking these songs? Um, songs that I'm listening to at the moment. I, f- I found uh, best ofs, all time, all of that, way too hard. And then I was going to do AVVC, but in my stupid brain that goes a million miles an hour, I was like, if I miss out on a band, they're not going to like me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and then I was like, do I do I go female lead vocals? Because there's so much talent, you know. Um, and then I just got too confused with all these different fucking lists. And then I waited a couple of weeks and I was just like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just do some cool songs that I'm listening to at the moment that people would just be like, 
Mm. That's different. And that's where we are. I mean, there's some stuff in here that like I kind of ex- maybe expected to see. But there was a lot of stuff in here I was like, fuck, all right. Like, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like, these are all songs I fucking just love. Some are new. Some are really old. Some are just very random. But um, I'm keen to get stuck into them. Well, uh, let's talk about track one. So the Rose line, we close our eyes. So the release that you you put out recently, which has kind of been talked about or a little bit hush-hush for a little while, but it's so cool to see a passion project get put out like that. Yeah, and that's what it was. Man, there was so many hurdles to get this out, Um, but in the end it all happened really quickly, Uh, the actual official release. I was going to get um, some lathe cuts done and the files corrupted and all this stuff happened and we cut some lathes um, and I just it just wasn't it. It's not uh, the release I envisioned in my head. And yeah. so we went back to the drawing board. Um, uh, four months ago, the old guitarist, Mark, his parents um, were cleaning out their house and found an old hard drive. And on the hard drive was all these tracks that hadn't seen the light of day in, you know, 15 years or so. Um, and he's like, here you go. I was like, well, I have to put it on a 12-inch now. I have to yeah. do it. Um, and Jacob was like, if you have to do it, do it. And I just ran with it. And that's that's where we get that release, uh, Arrival with some bonus tracks and stuff like that. Uh, but Yeah, mad. Man, it is so far from making money. It's it's uh, like buying a lemon, but I fucking love it. And it's just like every song on that just takes me back to being like a kid, metalhead, Melbourne, art house, that sort yeah. of vibe. Um, and We Close Our Eyes, that's their biggest song. Yeah. And especially this version of it, it's not the version of the album that they went on to release. It's the Arrival mm. song, and it's, man, it's a thundering song. Yeah. It's sort of a... Like, Definitely a throwback for sure. Like, it took me back to... I mean, I've got probably the end of this kind of, like, I don't know, metalcore, fucking heavy music. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, but, yeah, it just takes me back to, yeah, 15 years ago growing up. Yeah. It's the best. It's like Parkway and Amity, like, smashed together, and that's what you get. You get yeah. this... You know, there's crazy shredding, big breakdowns, good vocals, good clean vocals without being too whiny, you know. Hmm. And I, I probably hadn't heard the song for uh, 12 years, I reckon. And then I just came across it again and I was like, I run a record label now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get this done because this song needs to be on vinyl. So it was it was lovely to work with Mark. Um, and Barrows from the Rose Line and get some of those tracks that uh, one of them's a MySpace exclusive. <laughs> Fuck, that's so that's cool. So I can't wait to get mine in here. Well, Saturday, bro. Can't wait. It's at the post office. <laughs> I'll send it on Saturday. <laughs> Don't do that. I won't pick it up and get sent back to you. I'll pick it up in the month. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah, really love this song. It's got a cool film clip. Um, go and buy a copy so I don't. Get in trouble from Jacob. Is this the last uh, passion project you think you'll be allowed to do? No. Nah. Or... <laughs> nah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I got some. I got some cool things 
trying to get some cool things done. So, but um, yeah, uh, I probably need a less riskier one, but I don't really care because of you know it's been an eighteen month process to get this one off the ground, and I was so stoked on it. Yeah, and the presses looked amazing too. Like I know they're all recycled, but the colors are like fucking very vibrant. So initially, I I said let's just do them all recycled, just one variant. It'll be cool. And then I went down to the pressing plant and the and they were like, oh, you can pick. We've separated our recycle colors now. You can pick specific colors. And I was like, wow. how many can I pick? Nice. <laughs> Sash was like, three. I'm like, oh, that's fine. That's good. So it's, yeah. and they're so just like so different that I couldn't not call them variants in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool for me as a vinyl nerd because. Oh. Wait, so on the, on the Discogs listing, are there three colors? <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> on the web store, you can pick which color you want now as well. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've got to pick one up. That's good to know. I'll get one before Saturday. Do pick up, yeah. I'll bring it to blue. Yeah. What color am I? What color have you picked for me, Pucky? The worst one. <laughs> fuck. I don't know You're what doing the whole no effect, no, uh, no idea records where there's like... Is it the impossible VC because yeah. they're all different colors and stuff? Fucking fat wreck. Where, where are you at with that? Because you got pretty. How close are you to a NoFX VC? Oh, no. Nah. You, you really far off? No, nah, I'd be. I'd be at five percent total. Bullshit! Really? Yep. Yeah, they do shit like oh, um, shit. they'll release a seven inch on green, but a quarter of them will have labels that are blue with black writing and then another quarter will be black with blue writing and then another quarter will be black with white writing and then they'll repress it in black and do the same thing again. So there's like, yeah, it's fucked. It's, you can't even, it's impossible. It's unattainable. I don't think anyone would have a full VC. Yeah, wild. Is what it is. Fuck. Well, let's uh, load this track up and uh, a few more and then uh, we'll talk about some more on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> 
What did we just listen to? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> that cuts into the pod, Dave. <laughs> uh, so uh, we just listened to We Close Our Eyes by The Rose Line, followed by No Way by The Naked and Famous, oh. and then I Will Never Let You Down by Caliban. Yeah. Uh, fucking a crazy way to start the playlist, I reckon. Up and down, like, so good. Yeah. Um, talk to us about The Naked and Famous. Oh, what a band. Um Every time that song comes on or Young Bloods, that's Young Bloods. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. I feel like going snowboarding. It reminds me of being at right. the snow. They were on a, um, a soundtrack for a Travis Rice movie, who's a famous snowboarder. Um, and it just instantly takes me back to that hobby. Um, yeah. Being in the snow, planning a snow trip, being on a snowboard. Just being um, with the snowmates and I love when songs can instantly transport you to a time, place or a familiar feeling. Um, and The Naked and Famous just do that. Uh, that album, Passive Me, Aggressive You, is back-to-back phenomenal. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, no Way is just beautiful, I think. It's a... It's a deep track. It's it's got a heap to it, but it's simple as well. the The guitar work is amazing. Um, the vocals are out of control. Um, and again, it's I think it's a track that no one who might just know me a little bit they wouldn't expect me to pick that. But yeah, okay. It's a strong song. Um, I know this is yeah. I mean, this takes me back to like, I mean, probably show my age, but like, as I was finishing high school, like I listened to this album so fucking much. Go on a big day out and like living my best indie pop life. <laughs> but, um, I saw him at, um, yeah. I saw him at the big day out as well. Yeah. So fucking good. Uh, Megs was a fan. Um, and she, yeah, we went, we went and saw him at the big day out. They're just yeah. really good. Um, their other albums are fantastic. They do a lot of remixes and, um, uh, like different takes of the songs as well. I think the No Way quiet version is just as good, if not better. Um, they're just, yeah. They need to repress that album to start with. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't have it, do you? Yeah, I do. You're still looking for it. Well, you do have it. Yeah, yeah. I've got a the standard black copy that cost me nice. too much. Um, Actually, I do remember you picked that up because I remember you looking for it for ages. Every ISO post you'd put up, you'd be like, hey... <laughs> Tell me out. Tell me so long. And I found a really good copy, which I'm really stoked about. But I feel like an album like that should have got a 10 year press. Um, they did, the, did they do like a 10 year thing? I, I think so. Merch pack, merch pack or some shit like that? Yeah, but no no vinyl. Like I even, I went so far as to try and press it again. No, too, too much red tape. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't find the publishing rights. I didn't know anyone to contact, but I just, I even emailed their like US merch store to try and get a contact. And they were like, no, nah, we're just the merch store. Like we don't know these people. Yeah. So I tried, but I don't know if by any chance anyone knows how to get in touch with the naked and famous. I am here. <laughs> <laughs> Good track. That was everywhere. When I started collecting, you'd see it everywhere. Yeah, Really? Like on Amazon, like 16 bucks. Standard black press. I don't even know. 
Yep. Yeah, I think one of my mates has got one still. He picked it up. And, yeah, it was one of those ones, I'll get to it, I'll get to it, and then all of a sudden it was nowhere. Yep. It's incredible. It's a great album. Um, the, the picture just looks really cool. I really want it, but I don't want to spend $400 on it. You know? Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be cool, though. My, my lad asked his park here, am I going to get you in trouble? What's the, what's the most you spent on a single record? Or is that... Is that a off off the uh, off the mic combo? Uh, a single record? I don't know. Um, I think it's three hundred bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, that's all right. Usually, if it's if it's getting up around that mark, I will hold off for a repress. I feel like having yeah. three or four good albums or a box set is better than having one. Record for 300 bucks, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've put it. Don't get me wrong, I've bought a lot of records that were like 150, 2, 250, but I think three is the yeah. most. And it was um, yeah. Metallica, SM, 6LP on yellow vinyl. See, nice. retail. Money right? per record. It's like, 20, yeah, it's like $20 a record anyway, yeah. so. Kind of adds up. It's pretty much a box set. Pretty much. Well, it is in a box, so. Yeah, you can ask any questions. Meg's is not going to listen to this. Or if she does, it, she won't get this far through because it's just me talking. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hear this every day. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All right, so next up was Caliban. So tell us about that because I've seen this on the stories a fair bit. <sighs> And you've been stoked that this back on back on streaming or on streaming. Yeah. So throw back again to that best mate who tried to dodge me out of five bucks. Right around when was that? Two thousand and seven. That that came out. So we all sort of got cars in two thousand and five, six, and seven. And he had this car that was like a Falcon Ford Falcon, but had two subs, two tweeters, two sixes, two six by nines. And a DVD player. Like, it was... We thought we were hot shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he always used to have the newest CDs. Like, he was the person who introduced me to Machine Head, The Blackening. He was the person who introduced me to The Haunted, The Dead Eye. He just... I think he went to this JB where he just got chatting to people and they'd be like, you should get into this. Get into this. So we'd get in this car. They'd be loud as all fuck because two twelves in the back holy shit but one day he comes up with this caliban band and i was like that's a shit name (laughs) and he's like just you just wait so anyway the song starts and he's like just think think about you and mcgregor and i'm like all right that's weird so it starts playing and the chorus hits and if you think about you and mcgregor while the chorus hits it's sort of like a scene out of Moulin Rouge. <laughs> uh, yeah, never, I'm never going to hear that the same now. Exactly, yeah. So anyway, we absolutely froth that whole album. I think that is a perfect metalcore album, and there's not a lot of perfect metalcore albums. But that, from start to finish, I think is just unbelievable. Um, it was not on streaming until... Three months ago, I think. Why is that? Ah, oh, man, Roadrunner. 
Fucking Roadrunner. Oh, fucking Roadrunner. They don't press what they should be pressing, and when they do, they print it on yellow. Um, and they don't have all their shit on on streaming. So I hadn't listened to it in a, a long while. My best mate gave me all his CDs. I found it in the lot. I was like, fuck. Cranked it. Loved it. The only way I could listen to it was on my CD player. And then a couple of weeks ago, someone posted, oh, my God. It's on. That's wild. So I've been hammering it. Um, and that song in yeah, particular is, is just so good. That's, um, as I said, it's a perfect medical album. And there's not many of them. Fucking fair team. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna quit. Oh, look, I don't know this album as well as probably you, Dave. Um, but no, I've listened to this band. I, I reckon since <laughs> I was first getting into heavy music and just listening to everything I could find. Yeah. Uh, I don't, it didn't really stick. I didn't listen to them much, but uh, they're probably more what I listen to now than what I did 20 years ago. So it's um, it's a band uh, I really really like. I would go see them if they came out again. But I don't really love any of their other albums like this one. They've got heaps of material. Right. Heaps and heaps and heaps of material. Yeah, I was just looking. Dude, they've been really they still release some music. Yep. Yeah, they got a new album out. It's good. Like all their music is really, really good. But this album is like sort of like Machine Head the Blackening. If you're gonna show anyone an album, it's this one. I only heard that album for the first time this year. Or last year. What, Machine Head? It's good. Right. The Blackening, never listened to it. I, I knew Machine Head, but I didn't know like that album because I only ever listened to the really early stuff when I was still like figuring out what I liked. Yep. Um, and I was like, this isn't for me. And then it wasn't until we did a mixtape with uh, Webby uh, and he had a song on it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is good. Oh, man. I, I've listened to that album to death. I probably couldn't listen to it from start to finish anymore just because I have heard this too many times. But that album's pretty fucking amazing. And again, Roadrunner, like get your shit together. Make that an impress record. Is that Roadrunner as well? Yeah, pretty sure, yeah. Roadrunner suck, man. Roadrunner sucks so much. I keep tweeting them and I'm like, employ me. I will decide what records to release. (laughs) (laughs) They're just out of touch, aren't they? They've always been out of touch, though, I feel. Like, there's some, like... There's some banger records in that 2004 to 2009 period that should just be on the shelf at JB, but instead there's 400 copies of Fleetwood Mac. And Fleetwood Mac's great, but <laughs> but it's not what I want. <laughs> They've been pressing it for 40 years as well, yeah. or 50 years at this point. Give us, so, give us more that's... Machine Head. <laughs> Wait, a Fleetwood Mac on Roadrunner? No, 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 no. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> They're just on the shelves of JB. It's just comparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. Well done. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Anyway, uh, next song we're going to load up is uh, Obsessed by Codefendants. I am a massive NoFX fan, as you know. Um, and this is on Bottles to the Ground, which is Fat Mike's new record label under Fat Wreck. Um, right. I didn't give it a shot at first because generally I don't love a lot of fat wreck bands. Um, and I regret that massively now because it's fighting probably for top spot on my album of the year. Um, oh. Which I'm listening to it too much that I will get sick of it too quickly. 
Um, Rough. But this song, this album is is weird. I was trying to explain it to someone the other day. It's like it's if, as if um, Rancid and Reggae uh, made a punk album. It's. It's, Remember, yeah, it's I tried to tell Dave what it was because I was like, have you heard this album? I feel like it's up your alley. So what's it like? And I'm like, I fucking have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, nothing to tell you. Yeah. If, it's if like Bad Brains were like a punk band. It's almost, I don't know, it's dieback. It's all, this song's all over the yep. shop. There's like a rap part. There's like, I'm like, yeah, okay. And then I was like, whoa, okay. And then, yeah, it comes back in. I need to give it some more time. The actual album is out of control. Like they've got a, a song with the DOC, the doc from NWA. And I think it's his first recording since NWA and when he had his car accident where he um, essentially had to rehab himself back into being a human. Um, but the the album deals with some, some big things. It's... Um, it's a huge album, and I don't think it's outside of the fat wreck world and outside of the um, no effects like vinyl collector world. Like it should be bigger than it is. Um, and this, I don't see a lot of people talking about it in any forums, and I, I think it's a bit weird because not that this is going to be my album of the year, but I feel like it would appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, but it's easy to listen to, but there's some real big topics in there, which is which is pretty crazy. Um, this song I picked off the album because it still doesn't annoy me when it comes on. You know when you listen to something too much and you're just like, oh, my God, I've listened to this too. But this song's good. It's got this um, this chorus line that says, I know that time is going to do what time does, which is like, whatever you do, we all die in the end kind of vibe for me. Yeah. So, like, just enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. That's a bit emo of you, Pikey. A little bit. A little bit deep. A little bit deep, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it on the singles. I must have listened to a single and I knew Fat Mike was in it. And Fat Mike usually destroys things that aren't no effects. Um, but it's fucking awesome. The whole album, start to finish again, it's uh, really having a hard time not making it my number one for the year. And because I jumped on too late, I do have a vinyl copy, but it's warped, and the people I bought it off can't replace it because there's no other ones. That's brutal. Mm. That's brutal. Uh, are we going to talk about your potential second album of the year in this playlist, or yeah, is, or am I jump? Yeah, all right. I'll, I'll hold my questions then to uh, later on. <laughs> are we going to listen to this one now? Yeah, we'll load this one up, and then we'll. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll uh, yeah. We'll be back. Talk about the next Enjoy one. it. Your eyes are like a local anesthetic, like an ointment used to soothe an abscess tooth inside a lion's head. And I've tried to pull it by the root, but the pain that you showed me makes me know it's absolute. We're loving you. Push me to the end, right down to my floor now. Yeah, 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 you better me, me, me a thousand lay, lay, legs under the say, say, say. Now I can't calm down to get a hold of myself. Maybe I can lie to you and tell you that I'll get some help.
on a mountain of evidence stacked against me Climbing to the top, had a stunning look at my hell Bodies of prison cells, made of cells That smell is not plastic running, you just made my heart melt Nobody can clean up this landfill That I call a bright star with just bills Forty years of garbage, I'm fulfilled All of the people that ever had temper that love me still Thank you, fuck you too Thank you, fuck you too Faith is something that'll make me numb enough to one day promise you A better life, I'm a least of the little enough to confide your view Try to put me in the stomachs full of sepsis tools I found that time is turning to a time dies Was 
how stupid I'm about to look With my foot inside of my mouth Cause the last thing that I said When you were still around Was you do this for attention Yourself by now Message that you left On the mirror By your bed Came through You apologized again Like you did Too often And this time it's not alright But I forgive you
top we had co-defendants with Absist and then Trophy Eyes Sean and then Jack the Stripper Nibiru is that his name? Yeah sure Nibiru yeah. Nibiru <laughs> it's better than fuck off Dave we get it alright I can't pronounce stuff just leave me to fucking be <laughs> you know, now that I'm fucking talking into a mic for like just doing stuff I say words that I've never said out loud <laughs> yeah because like we talk about bands, and I'm like, I've never said this band name out loud. Like, I know who they are, but Sepultura, fucking Sepultura, <laughs> right? Fuck, I'm get culture, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> what do you do? Um, yeah, Sepultura, trophy eyes. That'd have to be record of the year, and not just for me, but for a lot of people. And it's a record that I yep. wasn't yeah. expecting. To like, um, I do like all their past albums. Um, what is it? Men move on. Chemical Miracle, classic. F- American Dream. Yep, I love them all. They're great. So I heard what was the first single? Blue Eyed Boy. Blue Eyed Boy. Didn't like it. A bit weird. Yep, didn't yeah. like it. And then I was like, oh, I won't pre-order it. I'll wait for release day. Um, and someone sent me a message, I think it was Chris, Deaf Chris, and he said, um, has anyone heard the lyric right in the middle of Sean yet? And I was like, oh, Trophy Eyes is out. I better go give it a listen. Oh, did you go straight to the song? Uh, yeah, I did. Fucking hell. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, fuck, I've, like I've had a fucking pretty shit year, so that song was like. Mm. Yeah. Like, like a truck. Like a fucking freight train. Yeah. Um, and there's that that line, that lyric, and I was like, holy shit. Like, and I didn't want to pick this song. I wanted to pick another song off the album, any other song off the album. But I feel like you can't not pick this song. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um. Uh, it's... Uh, it's sort of like um, on this on the same uh, topic and the same person, like "Like Love" by Amity. I think that's one of their fucking best songs. Yeah, it just shows like how how much effect Sean Kennedy had on the heavy music scene. Um, I reckon every song I've heard that's written about him has been like some of my favorite songs of that year. So Agnes Manners did a track which was good. These nuts wrote released their first good song in like ten years. <laughs> like, I think. Oh, then you got this song. You've got um, Amity. Like, it's just fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, and it just sort of reiterates yeah. home that fucking check on your mates, make sure they're doing all right, intervene sort of if you have to, I suppose. Um, yeah. Just yeah, it's fucking 
good that he touched so many people and affected so many people, but you'd think, fuck, just could have reached out and, you know, it's, it's everything can be really, really bad, but I feel like there's always a path out. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to talk about it all, but fuck, this song just, that's brutal. That's, yeah. I think, um, I mean, we talk about being emo and like, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm a sad boy. Like, uh, that's quite clear. I, I, this, this song absolutely rocked me. Like I remember driving through Melbourne on release day. I don't know what I was in Melbourne for, but I was in Melbourne driving around the city and I was just like struggling to focus on the fucking traffic. Yeah. Like it was one of those tracks. And I don't think I've had a track like that in a long time. And you're in like the lyrics and there's like one part in the song. I don't know if it's the same one that we're thinking. You're yeah, thinking we'll of Mikey, but there's one and I was like, fucking that. Like he's just written everything in the song. It's brutal. Like, yeah, it's fucked. Like it's, it's fucked. Like I know, I understand that they probably won't play it live. Or are they playing it live? No. Yeah. So when, when I saw them on the tour, they only played the singles. They didn't okay. play, because they had like four or five singles. They only played those. Um, but I can't remember when I saw Trophy Eyes last year for Crowbar's birthday, I think it was, um, John did an acoustic set after and he did sing a song about Sean and I don't know if it was this or not. And I can't remember. I was pissed. I'm fucking spewing that I don't remember, but yeah, I don't think they'll play it. Nah, no, I wouldn't expect them to. It'd be, I don't know if it'd be good to hear live, (laughs) you know? Oh, it'd be fucking people crying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but going, going back to blue eyed boy, I fucking love that song now because I think yeah it fits in the album so well. And the song, uh, you know, the, the album has its definite low points, uh, emotionally, but, and that song's not real happy, <laughs> but, it, no. but it's got a happier vibe. Like it's a uh, more yeah, upbeat yeah. and that, yeah, that whole album. I really want it to be co-defendants. I really want that album to be number one for me, but yeah, the trophy ice is just unbeatable. That album's phenomenal. Even the transition out of Sean into what hurts the most is like, it's like yeah. you're coming out of that darkness straight away. Just with that intro introduction, those first four notes, almost it's just like, um, yeah, gives me goosebumps. Even thinking about it right now, it's just, but even the intro Amazing. from that like track just before it as well that goes for like a minute or something like it's just perfect and I mean we talk about vinyl like I, that side A it ends on Sean I could just play that yeah like, and that could be my album of the year like it's so fucking good and the amount of times I've just left it on and press play again drop the needle I'm just like fuck this is so good yeah and like even as much as Sydney shit that song is so good that intro. Oh, it rocked me. Like from the first listen, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like just cause I don't know. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck what he said, but the way he says it, I'm just like, yeah, I feel something. That's good. I yeah. Love that shit. The lyric where he says, hoping to someone recognize me so I can hear my voice for the first time in weeks. Oh, fucking like out of control. Yeah. Good shit. What was the next I can't one? I see much else coming out either. Oh no, nah, nothing's going to top that. Like what month are we in? August. Oh, oh, there might be one that I like more. We'll see. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> we'll see. So after Sean, we had Jack the Stripper. Fuck yeah. 
So because I did the Rose line, it made me deep dive into my like 2007 brain. Um, and have you guys got access to the emo collective folder? It's, no, it's like a no. massive Dropbox of just old school stuff. So, oh, is, is that Dylan? Did Dylan's? Is that Dylan Stark that did that? Yeah, I think so. Local yeah. emo collective. Um, so I was looking through that, and um, what do we got? Just a heap of random bands. One with buried, Ive Alliance, Thieves, Carpathian, Empty the Throne. I've, oh my god. Uh, Heaven in Flames, Shinto, Katana. Um, so it's got all those bands in it. So I was, I've had that for ages, but I went looking and I was like, oh, Jack the Stripper. I know Julian, the bassist, or I did back in the day. And I was like, fuck, I should try and press that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think when I see like non-copyright albums that I fucking love. So anyway, mm. this is off uh, Raw Nerve. It's an absolute fucking head case of a song, just like the rest of the album. Like, how you can write music like this just entertains me so much. Because it's... It's packed. It's jam-packed. It's chaos. It's so much it's too, I, lo- I love chaos, and this threw me off because I wasn't expecting this from a playlist of yours. Yep. And I was like, fuck, Pikey, <laughs> this, is, this slaps. This is good. Yeah. So in a strange turn of events, we released Bad Juju and Abe, the guitarist, was actually in Jack the Stripper in this oh. cycle, in the Raw Nerve cycle. So it was, it was cool to speak to him about it and sort of geek out. But I put it on the I put it on in the car for Megs not long ago and I was just like, just wait, just wait. And she's like, oh, this, is, this isn't it. This is chaos. And I was just like... <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> I was like, how do you write like that? How do you write a drum pattern to that? Like, it's nonsense. Yeah. It's just chaos. I think I was at their first show ever, or a very early show at least, at the SB. How old has this been? Uh, so 2005-ish, I think they started. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were on the up and up. They were getting big. Uh, and then sort of just everyone went their way, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. They're playing with um. No, they're not. No. no, I know. I was mates with a guy in high school who was playing with them in like 2016. Yeah. So like mm. play guitar for them. Yeah. Um, he's a shredder from from way back. He got me into the, like Metallica, Fear Factory, all that kind of stuff. I went to my first gig with him, and like, <clears throat> I was amazed to see him playing for them. And it suits him a lot. Yeah, chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, the first time I saw him was the SB Underground. They used to have the front bar at the SB. Um, How good was the SB? Like, I like the. it's been renovated. It's fucking, they've done good to the building, but old SB was so fucking Oh, it was so good. But yeah, I, I saw him there, and I think the first note, the singer did a flip, landed on his back, and then the bassist cut the singer's head open on the bass peg so there was blood and Jeez. shit oh it was just like that pretty much encapsulates the sound if that's awesome <laughs> that's jack the stripper so yeah it was cool to cool to throw back and start listening to to raw nerve again it's on spotify so if you're in a chaotic kind of mood <laughs> yeah i'm gonna check that out for sure <laughs> yeah 
they are nuts. Um, yeah, bit much for me. And I like chaos, like. But yeah, it's a it's a lot. Yeah, you got to be in a mood. It's a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so the next trick you've got on the list here is Clay J. You hear oh, from the Dead Friends, man EP. So this is a track I never thought I would hear live until they did that last tour, and they 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 did it live with a violin or a cellist. Yeah, cool. Man. Yeah, nice. I love Clay J. I love that Clay J is chaotic as well, not in that crazy math metal fucking psychopathic kind of way, but more in the horny rock kind of way. <laughs> and They're just so dynamic. I can't think like, of a more fun band at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Like, you go and see a band and they're like, they're having just so much fun. Oh. Don't take it too seriously. Just fucking... The coolest dudes. Beers are flowing. Shirts are off. Pants are off. Yep. yep. Like crowds going nuts. They're just so much fun. They're they're the scenes party band, and they fucking deserve to yep. be there. Um, and they're all super nice dudes, even when you get forty beers into them. Like Tim's an absolute menace. I don't know how Tim is alive. He just keeps going. Every time I see him, he's like, I just did this yesterday and I've been going all day. Yep. And I'm about to go and play a fucking 30-minute set. And then he comes back and he's like going at it again. And I'm like, fuck. Yep. He's an absolute mess. And then he'll go and win a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fucking competition on the Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't you have to wrestle him? I do have to wrestle him. I didn't know that he was oh. a Brazilian jiu-jitsu master <laughs> before I accepted the dare. <clears throat> Because me and him talk about do that in the charity show. Oh, there's no charity show. But yeah, okay, maybe. <laughs> but uh, he um he sent me a video the other week of him wrestling, and I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Yeah, brutal. I gotta beat him as well. He could tie his left hand to his right foot, and I would still lose. He's so Crazy. cut as well. Like he, I know. For someone who drinks that many beers. He looks good. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. And he's like our age. And Anyway, you hear, great song. It's the quietest song on the album, I think, and it's a love song, and it's so fucking romantic, and I absolutely adore it. It would. It's probably going to hit my number one listen, most listened to song this year. Nice. I've listened to it so much that Marshall can sing to it. Whoa. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's cool. He's like, put the You Here song on. I'm like, absolutely. You know how some songs you, you can listen to and you can listen to and you can listen to and you never get sick of them? This is one of them for me. And I absolutely fucking love it. Well, when you were talking about Codefendants and, and getting like over it, I was like, how's this song still in it? This, this came out like last year or the year before. Yeah. And like, I love the rest of the album. I love Halloween and Fight Club and Hate Club, sorry. Um, yeah. And I've heard some new stuff, but you here is like, for me, it's peak. Yeah. I can't wait for new KJ. I can't wait either. They played, I think, a few songs at the, they did a show, a free show in Sydney, mind you. Mm. Um, and those songs were so good. And I was talking to you boys about it, but fuck, I can't wait. Mm. They're in Thailand too. That's sick. Are they? Aren't they? Isn't that where they are? I thought they were, but then I saw some pictures and I'm like, this looks like suburbia. And they're just... It's hard to say. They're the kind of guys that would say, we're in Thailand, when they're not. I will say, though, I've been hearing that they've been, they were... When we went to the, when I went to that show, they did a new merch run and they were like, oh, we're selling all this stuff so we can go to Thailand. 
to record the album. He's like, you know the guy who did Hellions? He's going to do our record. Yeah. And I'm like, are you legit? Yeah. <laughs> then I saw Matt like pack up his guitars with like fucking shipping tags on it and shit on Instagram. And I was like, is that legit? I don't know. Maybe it is, yeah. But the, they, they were drinking Tui's. <clears throat> Tui's new. I was like, oh, Look. that's it. That's Detective El, El P- 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 Pico. Yeah, you got? El Pico. That's it. <laughs> Sepultura. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this song fucking rules and I like it. And it's, it's romantic. And yeah. Go kiss your missus or your boyfriend or whatever. Yeah. Let's play it now. We've got, uh, we're getting close to the end. So this is another really good bracket. So hang around. We'll speak to you on the other side.
just a little deeper You've only started to scratch the surface now Until your nails bleed Until you know what you're calling your home You dig, dig You've dug yourself a hole now And can you feel it And build upon our bones Seen a black black fly Flying above See blood and sand what we're standing on And someone's lying But what have we done We're more than just holding on So dig, dig Till the scrub surrenders Dig, dig Until you claim it as your own Dig Dig, can you make it through the winter? If we burn your crops black in their rows Seen a black, black fly Flying above See blood and sand It's what we're standing on And someone's lying But what have we done? We're more than just holding on So dig, dig They promise salvation Dig, dig And then they drag them from their homes Dig, dig Just another blast now Dig, dig Until they find coal Seen a black flag fly Flying above See blood and sand It's what we're standing on And someone's lying But what have we done? We're more than just holding on Stop to count the broken bones Well I hope that you know Well I hope that you know Well I hope that you know
looking myself into it I've been forgetting where my mind's at Stepping into the mirror, we're trying to find it official bracket uh, we started there with you here by clay j gladstone followed by dig unplugged by chasing ghosts and then we listened to skyline by bench cup featuring monique from relica oh, what a lineup that's a good bracket <laughs> great lineup chasing it's ghosts the special <laughs> yeah so i didn't want to get real heavy into AVVC stuff, but I feel like you here is just like my favorite without yeah. AVVC influence. And I feel like Dig by Chasing Ghosts is something that everyone should be, that whole release should be just listened to by everyone. I think it's so important. It's got some, it's obviously got the First Nations uh, education in there, but it's also got songs about parenting and and songs about like one of the songs is um a gay man who gets bashed up uh and it goes to court and they and he essentially decides the fate of the two attackers um and decides not to send him to court like, uh, poses a question you know would would you would you seek revenge or uh, lock that those people up it's just the whole the whole thing is so fucking intense and then he went out and did the acoustic one with all the four words for every single song which just makes it even like out of control intense mm. and we dig it's um it's a it's a snapshot of like people like me um who live in diggers rest what land am i on what was here before the houses why is my suburb called Diggers Rest? Um, and it did. It forced me to, like, when Homelands came out, I did some research and, and looked up what section of the Wurundjeri people were were on this land. Yeah. Um, I just I can't fathom why we're not taught it. It's such a, a rich yeah. culture. Um, and it's so intriguing and there's so much to it. But we're fed something else. Um, yeah, especially now with the yes and no vote, 
um, and and the push for treaty and all of that sort of stuff. I think records like this are just vitally important, especially for sort of our scene and um, I don't know having having Jimmy here and signing the records and meeting him and chatting to him about all these issues and and things like that was I don't know it was humbling is the right word I'm not sure yeah. but he's such an intense guy and to have him in my house was an absolute fucking honor um he's a westy boy right uh in a north I think oh well he's from um he's from up north right Fangadi country okay um but he's in melbourne now but you know him interacting with my son and like i don't know i'd, I'd consider him an idol and usually i'd hate mm. to meet idols i think it sucks yeah but he is just like next level yeah um so this this song with the prelude or the foreword i'll Go listen to it. He'll explain it. But this whole album is worth a listen. And it's a, a really good snapshot of how ugly Australia's history is um, and a good snapshot of of human life, which is pretty cool. Mm. Oh, we go there. Oh, it's really interesting that you say that, that it's not taught because, uh, like, uh, Harvey, he's six. He's just gone through prep and in kinder they – we're teaching them Aboriginal songs and, and a bit of mm. culture and stuff. But basically all we got out of it was we did a bad thing and that's really it. Yeah. It was like really surface level, right. like not really – he's like four at the time, so kind of makes it a little bit hard to get kids to understand, but really teaching them about the land and, and where, where it came from and all that kind of stuff is, is really important to – going to instill in the younger generations because like yeah we weren't really taught a lot about it either so we a lot is changing no we got the whitewashed version for sure um it's only only sort of mid-2000s that we started hearing words like Wurundjeri and that um nam um so it's good that it's a lot more forward my son knows what or how to say Wurundjeri and he, cool. I think he just assumes that all Aboriginal people are the Wurundjeri people. So I have to tell him right. that they're just a, a, a small section of, of the history and, and all of that. But um, it's crazy to see him as a five-year-old know that word. So there is change. It's going to happen. Yeah. I think another <laughs> one of the big things that I found really fascinating is Australia is the only Commonwealth nation without a treaty. With its natives, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, mm. New Zealand's so proud of the Maori like culture, and you know that's part of New Zealand. That should be us. Yeah. We should be, we should be super proud of what we've got. It's such a rich culture. It's been here for sixty thousand years. Yeah, but anyway, this this song will take you through all that, and hopefully, you'll learn a bit through this whole album as well. It's it's out of control. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Cause I mean, I remember, and I, Pikey, I don't know if you ever went to, um, in Werribee, a club called Mint. Did you ever go there? No. For Pow? Yuck. No, you didn't go to emo <laughs> night there? No. <clears throat> well, on Fridays, they used to always have an emo night. And I reckon Chasing Ghosts, uh, opened up the bands there for like 
pretty much the whole first year I turned 18, 2012 to 2013, he just played like every other Friday. And at the time, you know, he was singing about stuff that I think a lot of us didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's been really crazy to see it come full circle, especially through AGVC as well. Because um, I don't think I listened to him for a good five, six years before I saw that he released this new music through you guys. Um, and it just got me thinking and, and even like thinking about like moving up to Sydney from Melbourne. And I'm not saying that like Australia is the Australian Raw kind of fucked with it, but um, Sydney's very different to Melbourne as well. And I think to the point where even like my workplace, they they do things all year round about, you know, understanding the limb on and things like that. Whereas in Melbourne, I never had that anywhere I worked. Um, and even you go to different suburbs and the naming is just different and that's just permanent. That's what they call it. Yeah. Compared to like in, a, in Melbourne, it's still Melton or it's still Werribee. You don't really talk about any of the like local names. Um, and so I think, yeah, coming to Sydney from Melbourne, it's really polarizing to see. I'm not saying that Melbourne's behind Sydney in this regard, but it feels that way in some aspects. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I'm just kind of saying that it's a bit fucked. We, um, uh, we're making some progress. Like uh, Moreland Council is now Marybeck, which is reverted back to uh-huh. its original name, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others off the top of my yeah. head, but I mean, if you're thinking it, it's probably the truth, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, I mean, it was such a cool opportunity to get to work with Jimmy as well and chasing ghosts. Like when we got the email, cause we got the email from their manager who's worked with everyone. Um, they reached out to you. They came to us and I was like, why, why, yeah. why don't they just press it themselves through them? The manager who's yeah. this worldly figure, who's the greatest dude in music. Like why are they coming to the small fry? But, I mean, I'll take it. It was a fucking honour. Yeah. Um, and then to come back, they came back to us and were like, do you want to do Homelands Acoustic as well? And I was like, yes. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's been a really cool opportunity to work with some some of Australia's best talent, I think. Chasing Ghosts are phenomenal. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, we're moving on to your second last track. Um Skyline by Bench Cup. <laughs> what a band. Oh, my God. So I thought after a couple of deeper songs, we'd go for a bit of fun. Bench Cup. So good. <laughs> what even is it? <laughs> are they ever going to play a show? Or are they just uh, doing this for fun? Like, what, what's Is there, like, a thing going on? Every time I see uh, Mitch Parry, I'm like, bro, Bench Cup, let's, it's time. We need to see that. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's half of Loose End and half of, what was their name? I can't remember. Uh, We did the 7-inch lathe cut for them. Frownies band from back in the day. Anyway. Uh, Oh, my God. Was that uh, Static something? Yeah, Static Revenue. That's it, yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, this this sound is just a bit of fun. Um, I heard it. Oh, I remember when we were down at uh, Kilcunda. Yeah, I heard it that weekend. I heard a couple of songs oh, that nice. weekend. So they've been sitting on it for forever. Fucking a long time. Um, and yeah, this song I think just I think it's mainly because Mon is like the best voice in the scene. Like, oh, 
her voice is even live. It's just incredible, and she's the nicest person in the whole entire world. So, I mean, seeing that Ben—that was the first band I saw in Sydney, and like, I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> These guys are good." Relica. I've never heard of them before, but they they supported uh, Thornhill in Sydney, and I moved there like the the Friday, went to the gig on Sunday. And left being like, who the fuck are these Sydney bands? Like, this is great. Yeah. Such a different sound. They can fit into anything. They can fit into prog and a metal show. Yeah. Or put them on any bill and they'll just be, they just fit it. Like, why would you tour a Loon and Relica together? But it was just. It's a bit weird. It was fucking great. Like. Yeah. Cool. Um, and it, yeah, her voice on this track just makes it. Like, no offense, Frowny, but. Like. You've brought in the absolute freaking best voice you could. Um, yeah, it's just cool. It's just a cool, cool track. All their all their tracks are cool. They got the Bloom track. Yep. Yeah. And apparently, there's like they, three or four more with guesties and stuff. I I don't know. Who knows? Well, I noticed because I always look at like each of their singles had like the center label for a seven inch or, or a twelve inch. I don't know, and it had like each song there covered up, right? Yeah. That's only side A, so I'm assuming there's more tracks. So that makes so much sense. But fuck, I need to see him play because I, I really like these tracks, and I think it would translate well live. But yeah, me too. We'll see. It was funny when they came out with the single, the first single, and it was a vinyl label, and I was like, "Yeah, who the fuck are they talking yeah. to?" I was like, <laughs> "Mitch Parry, who they dogging? You press through me." <laughs> but they, <laughs> it's just the artwork. Fuck, that's cool though. That'd be a, pro- um, a passion project if I could get a loose end twelve inch out. Like me and Jacob, absolutely love loose end. So, yeah. Every time I see them, I'm like, because I'm not a band that I listen to all the time. We may have may have heard Bench Cup as well. Phil, was that on the Friday night that they played it at the pub on the Bluetooth speaker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Smitty sent <laughs> it to that me. Was. Yeah, yeah. I was pissed that night. That Friday, in between, I was absolutely in between pan, like, Pantera solos. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That was a great night because we didn't know any. Like we spoken yeah. to you, and like we didn't know anyone. Yeah, that was fun. Such a good crew, good bunch of people. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Unify, we can make our own fun. I can Unify ever come back? Nope. Nah. <laughs> I- <laughs> I hope I'm wrong because I got some mad flags now, but uh, unlikely. Oh, true, unlikely. How did the? I oh, looked at oh, the uh, cartoon flag looks sick. Too big. It's way too big. too big. How big is it? Three and a half meters by two and a half, two meters or something. Like I can't hang it from the roof. It's too long. It's like as tall as me. Yeah, it's way too big. But I had to do it. Like no brainer. I might make yeah, smaller cool. ones of that, but we'll see. Yeah, nice. Um. Does it go on your garage door? Too big. Too big. Jesus. Jesus You'd have to have a festival. All ages festival. Maybe. <laughs> nah, no festivals. <laughs> I don't want to, I've already sunk a lot of money into AVVC. I don't need to like remortgage yeah, the house for a festival. <laughs> My name's not AJ Pikey. Yeah. Fucking how funny is AJ? Can I just say? AJ commenting on the league for uh, good things, being like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, there's already a bet. Uh, bro, <laughs> how much do you owe Slipknot still? Like $2 million? Yeah, fuck that guy. Fucking AJ. Um, well, that's like the end. we got one more song that we'll play to uh, close out the pod, and this is uh, Yours to Keep by Teddy Bears. <laughs> I 
fucking love I've this song. I've never heard of this track in my life before this. Yeah, I was like, what is this? I fucking love this song. You know those like, you know how people say guilty pleasure and all of that? Yeah. If if there was such a thing, because I don't believe in that shit, this would be it for me. I ran. I randomly found it on a YouTube film clip one night. I was doing a YouTube deep dive and I ended up watching yeah. um, guys bodyboard down uh, like a... Um, Water reservoir. It wasn't tension, was it? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, no, no, no. It was like just amateur stuff. And like it had the road trip and then they went to this big aqueduct thing and they were sliding down. And Anyway, this song was the, the their soundtrack for that. And I was like, fuck, this song's fucking sick. Yeah. And I sort of did have a little bit of apprehension about playing it in the car when Megs was in the car because she'd be like, this isn't metal. Yeah. What is <laughs> what is this song? But yeah. no, like every time I listen to it, it just makes me so fucking happy. And it's yeah, it's just one of those tracks where you guys said make a list, and it really pushed me into doing just fuck it, like just do a heap heap of songs you listen to, heap of cool songs. Yeah, it's just so happy. It's it's a pop song. I will say it's, it's aged really well. I listened to it thinking, how can I heard of this? Because it came out nearly over 25 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, but you wouldn't know it listening to it. I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. Was it 25 years? Surely not. It was t- t- 1999 or 2001 or something like that. Do you know what? I don't even know any of their other songs. And I really want the album <laughs> just for this song. That's so good. It's a cool cover. Oh, yeah, this. Uh, I'm looking. 2000 it came out. Far out. I didn't even know that. Rock and Roll High School. How, how that? 10 million listens on Spotify. At least 500,000 of them would be me. And for some reason on Apple Music, one song is just not playable. Uh, same as Spotify. That's weird. Move over? Yeah. Yeah. I don't you, need know. Get a, you need to get a physical now and figure out what's going on. Man, I'm looking at it on Discogs. It's on my want list, but it's always like... Expensive? So expensive. What? Like, who are these people? Like, and all their other songs suck. There is actually a, a white <laughs> a white label 12-inch single of that song. Oh, there's, nice. there's one for sale on Discogs, and it's $500. Of the single? No, of the album. Like that's just... What's insane is that the, they were on the Tron soundtrack, Tron Legacy. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Daft Punk and Teddy Bears on a track. No, you see it. First album, 1982, and most recent, 2016. That is range. Yeah. That's what I like. That's staying like, power, that is. This is so random that I have to include it. And it's like one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I had a lot of fun listening to this. This was cool. I think I had a tough yeah, I was bopping along a tough choice between this and MGMT Kids. Oh, that would have been a good one. Because that would probably make my top 10 every single time. But but I think this song's just happier. I think this song's a banger. Yeah, I'm talking, hopefully people listening don't know That's it. Great. Oh, if someone knows it, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you a test press of whatever you want from ABBC. <laughs> <laughs> I've never met anyone else who's ever heard it. Yeah. I've uh, I've never heard of it. Never. And I don't think she the, the female lead vocals don't feature on any other Teddy Bears song. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's just this one. And it just randomly happened upon it. And I was like, this song, this is like my summer vibe song. Baseline's killer. The lead tone's killer. It's just, it's just fun. It's pop. And it's not. And promo photos are fucking weird as too. <laughs> Yeah, the wolf heads on the people. Like the, the heads on the people. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I got no idea. Uh, That's awesome. I don't follow them on any socials or anything. I just like this one song. It's good. Mm, I'm glad you like it. It's a good way to cut the playlist. Different. <laughs> Great. Well, yeah. before we play it, it, yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug before we, we play it? Oh, Heaps. Uh, AVVC. Well, what is it? www.antivinylvinyl.club. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We've got all the other ones, but no one checks them. Um, we follow me on Instagram. If you don't already, I'm a laugh sometimes. And there's a link in my Instagram to the shitbox rally. Um, you click that, you can donate to the cancer council, get those, tax refund thingies in real early because it's all tax deductible um mm-hmm. and it all goes to a really good cause and if you've got a dare hit me up i will put it on the list and i will do my best to get around to it but there's yeah there's a lot to come also thank you nice. both for having me i know that we've been teeing it up for ages but you're both doing a fucking incredible job and i love seeing the guests you're getting and you're on you're just on the up and up so it's it's amazing to see. I appreciate it. Thanks. We really appreciate it. I think you were actually one of the first people we spoke to about doing this as well. So <laughs> it's taken like what, nearly two years to actually get you on. Fuck, I'm <laughs> useless. I'm so useless. <laughs> oh, it's good. I think it was both of all of us combined. <laughs> oh, that first Which year. Is it was, it's, we were so it's inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys are killing it now. We're, it's so good. Really on it. I appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Who's your, um, who's top of your list? Well, we just knocked him off with uh, with you. Oh, so. fuck. <laughs> cool one. No, nah, bands. Like, who's the top of your band list? I don't know. Who, I don't know. Who would be on top? We haven't actually spoken that far. We, we're, we're still trying to look in the range of who is uh, achievable. Aim high. Aim high. Well, Jeremy was probably our highest, and we already had him. And we, so, yeah. And that was like just a, a send an email and close your eyes and hope he replies. And he, replies. And he replied so quick. That was yeah. that was honestly still, and I think we talk about it to a few guests we've had on. The fact that you sent that email, Dave, like on a complete whim, he replies straight away, and then we get on the call, and we're all thinking, fuck, we might have 20, 30 minutes with him. So I've got as much time as you want. We ended up recording for like three hours or something. Yeah, fucking amazing. Um, just talking about fucking nothing. And uh, yeah, that was cool. Might as well, man. Never hurts to send an email. That's it. Never. And we're, we're getting our confidence back up with that. So we're, we're kind of reaching out. But, yeah, it's just kind of building up some momentum and getting some consistency, which is a hard thing to do. Yeah. Fuck, we got May on. I'm telling you right now, I mean, you know doing it like ABVC, social media fucking sucks in my opinion. I hate doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, so hopefully May helps with that. And she's actually sent through a bunch of ideas while we've been on this. So it's so glad we got her on board because Dave and I were hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard work, oh. but um, someone's got to do it, mate. School. It's yeah. It's well, we have to also thank you because, like, Phil and I wouldn't 
have met if it wasn't for ABVC because that's how we met. That's cool. Through trivia, through yeah, it was it was one of your ISO posts when you then commented looking for the oh, naked yeah. and famous, and I put up saying oh, I want hope by Dreamer Dreamer. John Floriani seen uh, seen and Dave messages me being like I've got a copy of Hope. I only saw it to me for fifty bucks too. Oh, nice didn't even know me. What a legend! Uh, and then we met. It was it was cheap. It was like fifty bucks yeah. shipped or something. It was and less then, than that, uh, yeah. um. And then we met like in a, in fucking some chat a few months later and I was like, you're that dude that fucking did me a solid, uh, on, on hope. And yeah, if you hadn't done me a solid on hope, I would have been like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good as oh, and I've, I've heard heaps of those sort of little stories about people becoming mates out of, um, Palmo posting and, and all of that. It, it sort of throws back to the social club and the vinyl club through Unify. Like me and Jacob wouldn't have met without the Unified vinyl club. So, yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, when I moved to Sydney, I, I would half the people I know now up in Sydney were through that. Um, I moved up in lockdown, so I knew fucking no one. Yeah. But I was on these like pages talking to people about music, and now I got mates in Sydney. And it's good. Yeah, that's the best. I'm mm. glad I had a little bit of input and continue to, I suppose. Yeah. You guys are the best. Well, well, this will come out next Tuesday, so I would have seen you. Three days earlier. It was so good um, to see you, it mate. Good, it was good seeing you too, mate. <laughs> I don't know why you gave me that 500 bucks, but thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a deposit for that tattoo uh, at the end of September, so don't you worry. I was going to start singing the Bombers theme song, but it's the, I don't even know the Brisbane theme song. <laughs> That's right. Me either. <laughs> I should. <laughs> That's right. You'll get some practice. <laughs> no, it's good. Cool. Well, thanks, Parky. We'll let you go, and we'll uh, we'll see you. On, we'll, it was good seeing you on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. You guys are legends. Thanks. See you, mate. Thanks, Parky. See ya. How about that ride in on the shipbox rally? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. No. Awesome how's, chat. How's that tape deck of Destiny looking? Awesome chat. Um, so good. Thanks so much, Parky, for coming on. That was. Yeah, awesome. Awesome players. We've got one song to come. Um, but we're obviously recording this outro. We record like a few days later um, from recording with Pikey. And I know we brought it up in the in the chat, uh, but we wanted to put it on the mic now that we've actually locked in the challenge we want to propose to him from the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember what it was? Yeah. So I had a few beers, but it's fine. Uh, Pikey is going to, and he agreed on it, um, take your shirt off and do a, a feature um, on stage, not a mic grab, but full blown, get up there, grab the mic, topless uh, feature um, to an AVVC band, or it can be anyone really, but it'd be cooler if it was AVVC. Yeah. Um, and I, I need to record it. If I'm not there, I need to see that bad boy. So yeah. challenge accepted. Yeah. Let's go. And there's a donation from both of us. So it's a double whammy. Yeah, that's why the shirt's coming off. And I'll, I'll donate, and you heard this here exclusively, $500 if, Dave, you do that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Nice <laughs> <sighs> try, though. Yeah, worth a shot, worth a shot. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, up after this is Teddy Bears, yours to keep. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a review and rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
really helps the show a lot. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms. We have also launched the Press Conference Society Facebook group. So please go and join that. Get around in the convo. Some early mail that we've been pretty slack on, but some future episode stuff. I think the episode that's coming out after this, we've got some fun announcements. So yeah, get get in there. Get first uh, listen on that. Um, and as always, we love the feedback. So um, yeah, we want to hear from you. Just let us know if you like us, hate us, anything. We could not give a fuck. <laughs> um, but this song's sick. Teddy Bear, yours to keep. Get around it. See you next week. See ya.